Hello and welcome to the Pit Imps Podcast, episode 109. Ha, that's what the show notes say. <laughs> <laughs> I had to check the show notes. <laughs> More than one, less than 200. Let's just say that. Um, hundreds of them. Yeah, that dude talking is Will. Yeah, what's Ooh. up, guys? It is good to be back. And he is, you know, one of my co-hosts. I am Angelo. I don't know if I said that. And did, but you should again. I absolutely God damn it. Should. He's Angelo. I am Angelo. Um, and with me is our little uh, imp in training here, Michael Broderick. Hello, everyone. <laughs> he sounded so <laughs> prim and perfect. <laughs> Would you like some crumpets with that there? <laughs> <laughs> So awesome. I'm picturing Broderick in a powdered wig right now. You know. I might get one to go to the GP now. (laughs) So good. So good. Well, this week we have a bunch of little things to go over. But first, you know, normally we don't step into the SCG anymore, but there's no GP going on. And, well, our buddy G-Fabs happened to do well there. Wow. G-Fabs. That guy. I think we should go over. So good. He he really is. Um, is he still lifetime number one? Uh, as far as American planeswalker points, I believe so. That's insane. So here's the way it broke down. It might even be all all time total planeswalker points. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Think him and Saito. No, it it would definitely it would have to be. It's one of the old Shuhei Nakamura. It's one of the old school Japanese players. Um, But anyway, they played modern, and I know you guys love this. I love Uh, modern. I think it's great. Mm -hmm. So we have Hugo Rodriguez. He uh, finished the Swiss rounds in first place, and he went up against Jonathan Sukunik. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Good. Good talk. Um, And Mr. Sukunik wins uh, 2-0 over Mr. Rodriguez. Uh, Todd Anderson versus Seth Mansfield. I mean, that's a pretty good pairing in an SCG. We yeah, have, that's a that's a fine SCG pairing. Yeah, so we have uh, Mansfield going 2-0 over Anderson. Then we have uh, Jeffrey Follinus versus Elliot Jones, and Follinus wins 2-0. And another good pairing is G-Fabs versus Jeff Hoogland, and G-Fabs yeah. wins 2-0. So we had two really nice... Uh, quarterfinals. Yeah, those are, those are some pretty serious SCG grinders. Yeah, I mean, well, SCG grinders slash pros. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I mean, like, like Jeff Hoogland specifically is like he's a he's a grinder. For yeah. Sure. Seth Mansfield, he is all all. This is Seth Mansfield who just top eight of the Pro Tour. Yes. Oh Jesus. Yeah, that guy. So <laughs> switch decks. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, we know that there's two quarterfinals and they're on the opposite sides of the bracket. So what's the chances of these guys meeting in the finals? Pretty good, huh? <laughs> so Seth Mansfield, 2-1 over Sukunik. I hope that's not how your name's pronounced. It's, it's probably Sukunik. Okay. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. <laughs> and G-Fabs wins over Fulhamus. So we have Mansfield versus G-Fabs, and uh, G-Fabs wins the bitch 2-1. Two, you know, pro players... In the finals, beautiful, man, beautiful. Yeah, real nice. Like, And, and it's, it's very appropriate, too. We have G-Fabs, who is like a pillar of the American Magic community, and then Seth Mansfield is really one of the up-and-comers right now, you know? For sure. So G-Fabs is on a Sultai list. Um, really? Yeah. Dude, Sultai in every format. It's it's him. Sultai yeah. for life. So his list comprised of 11 creatures, and those were three wow. Snapcaster Mage, $800 in Tarmogoyce, Two Thrag Tusks. 
<laughs> and two passengers, <laughs> rocking some planeswalkers, which was uh, two Ashiok and one Chase. Ashiok, yeah, some love, he is man. a like, fan of that card. Yeah, well, it, I think he's a really good card for modern as well. Like all of the guys are super efficient. Like, like the creatures that you can possibly flip off of the plus. So you're you're if you hit something, you're probably going to be able to minus the next turn. Right. And just like three casting cost is huge. It's like it's like a, the premier you know, one of the premier mana costs here. And yeah, uh, that's actually what I was just about to say was the fact that it cost three makes it it's so relevant yeah so relevant if this card cost four it'd be unplayable absolutely I totally agree like and he's he's just better at baby Jace or better than baby Jace in, in the first game yes like um, he actually wins the game I do like the Jace architect of thought like I also agree that card that, is passed that really shuts down the mono red attacking plan mm-hmm. it <laughs> shuts down twin so. it shuts down twin pretty good not completely half, but like yeah. half twin you, they can still pestermite you but um, yeah, but they tend to only run two nowadays yeah exactly so like, right, right. odds so, of getting pestermited are lower yeah, 60 60 percent of their combos dead if you just plus one Jace return which is great and you know the minus two is very real like they're gonna have to dedicate resources to have you not draw multiple cards oh yeah you know <laughs> show and tell each turn seems good yeah. um so he has 24 lands back to fiction there not show and tell <laughs> hey he's Andrew don't correct him <laughs> yeah whatever it's all the same um, <laughs> same card different art that's all <laughs> and different text <laughs> but it's all the same uh okay blue. So, right uh so 24 lands uh lands of note we have two creeping tar pits um this is important because it is a three-two that's unblockable. Yeah, it's a it's deeper like that's what you're looking for in the control mirrors. Right, right. So twenty-two spells. We have three abrupt decay, two cryptic commands, one Golgari charm, three mana leak, one compulsive research. Ooh, compulsive research. Yeah, that's a pretty spicy one. Of yeah, I used to run that in a combo deck with serrated arrows and what the fuck was the other card? Ah, I forget the name of. It. I I really like the Golgari charm as well. Like all of the modes are super relevant. Oh yeah, they're just absolutely absurd. That's how you stop the pester bite. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Two damnation, four inquisition of Kozilek, one maelstrom pulse, four serum visions, and a thought seize. I think he believes Inquisition is just infinitely better than Thoughtseize in modern. You know, he just doesn't want to pay the life, I think. Like, he wants the game to go very long, and although he has Thrag tasks, like, he doesn't want to be doming himself, and he doesn't, he wants to have the time to be able to, to like, shock himself to put his lands into play correctly, you know, if he needs to. That, in modern, Inquisition does hit so many relevant things. Yeah, there's very few things that it misses. Yeah. And I also think that, like, the reason why Inquisition is better is just it takes away the early game, and if it goes long, that's what he wants. He yeah, wants the game to go long. So generally, having them have four plus casting costs in hand, that's right up his uh, game plan. Yeah, he sees that and he goes, "Okay, <laughs> that's cool. We can we can brawl late. I'm going to have a damnation or, or something like that." The maelstrom pulse. Right. To just take care of it. And then his legacy like sideboard here is uh, two spell sky, two fulminator mage. So good. Uh, yep. what, one Sower of Temptation, three Disfigure, two Feed the Clan. Feed the Clan! Take that, Dude, burn. he's on that card. Man. He played that card in his in his standard deck that he won. That's uh, the In my standard sideboard. Yeah, I mean, like, it makes a lot of sense. The Burn deck is one of the most played decks from the Pro Tour and one of the easiest to build and access. So mm. you definitely want to have an answer and, like, this counters, like, three of their spells. It just, yeah. you know, 
Like two mana, gain ten life. Right, but I mean, well, you're an old school player like I am. I know. There's something about this that just seems wrong. Playing yeah, a part that it, says just gain life. Okay. I can get behind timely reinforcements because there's a chance I'm going to get three dudes. <laughs> and he's not uh, in white, so like, you know, I get it, but you know what I mean. Like, do you, re- do you remember the card Decree of Silence? Yes. Like, would you pay two mana for a Decree of Silence? Cause that's, that's really what he's doing with Feed the Clan. Like, he's countering three spells for two mana. I like it. Fair. Okay, we have a Nature's Clave. We have a Vidillion Clique. We have Knight of Souls Betrayal. Card's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's just so good. That's card's twin. And you just go <laughs> this go ahead. Go nuts. Twin <laughs> cannot combo. Yeah. <laughs> we have another Damnation and another Thought Seize. Yeah, man. The third Damnation is so critical for the green decks. Right, right. Which, you know, there's only going to be... Let's see, he has $800 in Tarmogoyfs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean... How many other $800 in Tarmogoy packages are we going to see here? Probably half the decks. Probably. Seth Mansfield, Blue Red Twin. Uh, so we just went over all of uh, GFAB's twin hate. I bet it I bet it was relevant. I didn't watch the finals or anything, but I wouldn't be surprised if one of those hate cards did something sweet. I would think so. I didn't watch it either. I mean, yeah. I, I watched some, but no, I can't recall any of it off the top of my head. I was kind of doing something else, which I'll talk about later. Um... So, here's a hint. We need to go over this. It rhymes with gasturbation. <laughs> <laughs> it rhymes with this made up word. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. No, we don't need Yeah, that. I mean, it's, it's a fairly list. He's got some spice in the Grim Lava Mancer, and, uh... He's sideboard, but, yeah, like, Karnos. Karnos is good. I mean, he definitely has non-combo plants, for sure. And he has Blood Moons in a sideboard, because he's awful. With the hate that's out there, it's probably a good idea mm-hmm. to have some plants. And then in third place, we have, uh, Mr. Fulinus, and... Didn't you have beat him, too? Uh, let yeah, me check. He beat him in the semis, I believe. He beat him in the semis, so he's just house and twin. So I'm sure that, you know, GFAB being very prepared for what is likely the most played deck, you know, is it paid off, sure. Yeah, so he gets by this one. This is another very, almost the exact same list. Uh, I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the main decks were within three cards of each other. Yeah. I think the only difference is like a G probe in the third place versus the second place. Yeah. yeah That's about it. was on four color control. Suckanick's list is amazing. With yeah. only four snapcasters is creatures. Yeah. Well, he definitely has the three celestial colonies. Absolutely. I, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, actual just solid, this is a creature. He has more. And it, those are specs. <laughs> it looks like he's running a living wish sideboard with his one of Avon Mind Faith Sensor, his one of yeah. Angel, his one of Kataki. You oh, know. That's awesome. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird. Like, his creature is actually a spell and his land is actually his creature. Yeah. So, Pretty just much. go with that. Um, 31 spells, two cryptics. <laughs> that's two a good number of spells. It is. Yeah. Four lightning bolt, two helix, three that's uh, lightning helix. Sorry, there's more helixes nowadays. Three mana leak, one mystical teachings. Yes, dude, he best he, card ever. That oh, would explain man. a lot about the sideboard. Uh, four path to exile, yeah. two remand, two shadow of doubt. Love it. Yeah, like stifle. Get yeah. out of here, fetch land. Get out of here. Uh, what's the card? Scape shift. Like so many live stuff. Like dude, if he's playing against the lands deck and they play a prime time, like fuck you, shadow of doubt. Get out of here. Yeah, boy. So, I mean, they still have a six six, but then again, yeah, but I mean, he's. He's a deck that's he's a control deck. I'm sure he can take care of a six six. Right. So he has a spell snare, Sphinx's Rev, four lingering souls, and two supreme verdicts. Yeah, so he's got this, the Lingering Souls also, which I think shores up a lot of weaknesses of, like, the Grixis control deck. Uh, you know, like, just having blockers for days and, and a solid aggro plan as well. Okay, yeah. um, I will mention that he has those three Celestial Colonnade. He also has one Tectonic Edge. 
Why is that relevant? Because sideboarding is a crucible of worlds. <laughs> you never yeah. get to turn on your Valakut. <laughs> you never get to turn on your Colonnade. Like, you can't ever turn on your Scalding Tarn. Or not your Scalding Tarn, your, um, the three-tone blockable guy. What the fuck his name is? Yeah. And and Fabiano's list. Yeah. Rewind. Thank you. (laughs) We have an Aven Mind Sensor, a Singleton, a Singleton Bane Slayer Angel. He can, he can actually mystical teachings for the Aven Mind Sensor as well. Because it's a card with flash. So that is a, that is a live tutorable part. I didn't even think about that. Right? The flash part of that just leaves my mind. Yeah, very rarely do you search for a creature with flash, but you can, and it happens. Sweet. He has a stony silent. He has a celestial purge. He has a counterflux. He has a dispel. He has a negate. He has a wear and tear. He has a Kataki Wars Wage. He has a Gideon Jura. Sweet. He has a Jace Architect of Thought. He has a Ghost Order to go with that Crucible World slash Tectonic Edge. And he has two timely reinforcements. So yeah. I aimed 14 cards there in his sideboard. <laughs> He's obviously been hanging out with Gabriel Nassif. Ah, uh, yep. No, Gabe's the miser one of man. No, I mean his he like in legacy formats he builds oh, yeah. ten card sideboards. So Hugo Rodriguez was on Gend. I'm gonna guess there's eight hundred dollars in Tarmogoyce there. Yes, mm-hmm. there is. You think? <laughs> Will you wanna go over this one? Sure, I, I would love to. He's got four bobs. Okay. If you don't so know what Bob is, come on. He has $200 in Bobs. Yeah. Two Grimlava Mancers. He has one Goyf in Bobs. Just want to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> Two Grimlava Mancers. Three scavenging, scavenging is, uh, four Tarmogoyfs. The one of Olivia Valdar and to just dominate any late game scenario. Uh, two Tass, or sorry, one Tasker of the, of the Gold Pack. We have one Chara, Chandra Pyromaster. What was that? Chara. I know, man. I'm sorry. I'm drinking a Budweiser 40. Give me a, you know, give me some slack. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, we got two, so hood. three Lilia. Well, Juarez wouldn't give me the OE. He would only give me the Budweiser. I, I'm, I'm, warm. I'm just saying, man. You were just, uh, you, you were just so redneck. <laughs> I like, I like 40s. They're good. We have yeah. three Liliana of the Veil. Then we have three Abrupt Decay, one Golgari Charm, four Lightning Bolt, two Terminate. Oh, that's a good one. Four Inquisition of, Sol- of Kozilek, one Maelstrom Pulse, and two Thoughtseize. Uh, notably, He's got uh, the four ravaging ravines as his manland because that's real and it gets big. It gets no that card good is really really good. Yeah. Um, we have one batter skull in the sideboard along with one engineered explosives, three fulminator mage, two ancient grudge, two feed the clan in every green uh, modern deck. It turns out. One Terminate, one Olivia Valdarin, one Bow of Nylea. I like it. Yep, two Anger of the Gods and one Duress. Uh, I like that he has, like, a lot of Lingering Souls protection as the Jun deck versus the the uh, varying Junk decks. Um, you're really weak to Lingering Souls without that, and, like, Olivia and Bow are pretty solid against anything like that. <laughs> Olivia and Bow, solid against... Anything once you declare attackers. <laughs> <laughs> it has death type. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah. Machine gun it away. Uh, Sweet. Yeah, cool list. Um, it's John. Mm-hmm. It does what John does. Team or twin? It's twin with $800 in it. <laughs> yeah, it's twin with $800 in Tarmogoyce. So... Uh, He's got a Thrun the Last Roll as well, and uh, a Vandal Blast? Are you serious? <laughs> Team or Moons? So this is Blue Moon with $800 in Tarmogoyce. <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, you're you're right. But it it is a sweet list. It has boomerangs and spreading seasons. It has Shackles made for it. Yeah, I mean, it's a really cool list. Yeah. 
Eh, I mean, it's it, it's four Snapcaster, four Goyf, uh, two Vidalion Click. Oh, I said that wrong. $800 in Goyf. Yeah. And that's on the cheap end. I'm just going to point that out. It's like 215 a pop right now. It's fucking... 225 on Star City Games as of the recording of this cast. Okay, so TCG, 215 So it's $1,000 in Goyfs. Ugh. Wait, at 225 That's 900 bro. Whatever, man. I can't do math. Well, you're drinking 40s of Budweiser. I am, I am <laughs> drinking 40s So, uh, spells. He has two shackles, three blood moon, two spreading seas, two boomerang, two cryptic command, two electrolyzed, four lightning bolt, one mana leech, three remand, two spell pierce, one vapor snag, four serum visions. I love this list. I've loved this list for a long time, even without the goyce. Yeah, I mean, Blue Moon is just an awesome deck. It is really great control li- list available in modern and, uh, goyce. Yeah, and after the Pro Tour, seeing the uh, the lands deck, whatever that thing's called, bloom combo. Yeah, it, running a deck with three main board blood moons is going to buy you some wins because people are going to try to play that deck. I mean, main deck blood moon is insane. Like people are not prepared for it until after their sideboard. It's like playing dredge almost, where just like, oh, if I drew this one card and play it on turn three, like the chances of my winning go to like eighty percent. Right, Mike. You, know? you want to go over uh, white black tokens? I'm giving you the coolest list. It'll be my pleasure. All right. So he only has two actual creature spells in two here of Bladehold. There is no eight hundred dollars in Tarmogoyf. Uh nine hundred. My bad will. There is one Liliana of the Veil and four Soren Solemn Visitor. Mm-hmm. Spells Good numbers. two honor of the pure. What? Four four intangible virtue. Ooh. Two dismember. Four path to exile. Three inquisition of Kozilek. Four lingering souls. Four stucco procession. Two thoughties. Two timely reinforcements and two bitter blossoms. Bitter blossom is really expensive. Yeah. Ooh, baby. I for love his, this list. <laughs> for his yeah. sideboard. Do you want me to go over that now, or do you guys want go to for it, man? No, I'll, right. I'll I'll make my changes to it in a minute. <laughs> All right. <laughs> His sideboard consists of two core firewalkers, two leyline of sanctity, two rest in peace, two Sony silence, one dismember, one zealous persecution, two more Liliana of the Veil, a fourth Inquisition of Kozilek, and two more Thoughties. I like the placing of the Liliana in the sideboard when you were heavily expecting Spectral or um, Lingering Souls list. Okay, see, my thing is when I'm expecting Lingering Souls list, those two Lilianas are going to be Still Moon Cavaliers. No, I that, know I one mean, person who would love you for that statement. I'm not saying you boarded in against the Lingering Souls list. I'm saying you don't want it in the main because oh, okay. facing Lingering Souls is like 40%. No. Yeah, I, I, I would I would really like Still Moon Cavalier somewhere in this list. I, I just, it was, when I used to run black-white tokens, it was like my staple sideboard card I'd bring in 50% of the time, it seemed like. Yeah, but was Tarmogoyf in that format? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that brought it in 50% of the time. Anytime you're playing against, you know, a, like you said, a Lingering Souls list, like, that's the best card to have. Like, uh, okay, pay one, put this in the air, block all day. And then even if you run up against something that has something else in it, you can pump that thing and give it first strike. That card's really powerful. Yeah, it's just, it's just a, I mean, it's very it's mana intensive. It's, yeah. it's mana intensive is the problem. Yeah, and it's in a weird spot at three mana too, so. Yeah, I mean, is... yeah, that's definitely the money number for him between his souls and his possessions and his yeah. timely reinforcements. My, I'm, what I'm wondering is the hero of Blade Holds, are they just strictly better than Brahma's? I mean, you have the honor of the peers and the virtues already for a pump. Does Brahma's put the token into play when he comes in or only when he attacks, right? But, only when but, he attacks or blocks. Same with hero. Yeah, hero enters has, or attacks? Oh, no, it is. It's, it's yeah, they both attack. Brahma's also makes one on the block. Either, so. There's two tokens and they are attack. I guess Brahma's makes it attack, or attacking as well in the vigilant, huh? In the vigilant, yeah. I mean, you're, 
pretty much one mana cheaper. With I, I wonder if one maybe, token. I wonder if maybe it's just a mana cost thing. Like he's so stacked on three. I, I would. I would just. He has a Gavany Township in his list. Yes. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! That is so pro. With a one of Temple Garden. So pro. Get there. Well done. Good dick to you, sir. Man. Well, I mean, he has the one of Temple Garden, but you know. Yeah, a million. He times. has a million ways to go get it. It's like, oh, I have three wins for a piece. Ha ha. No, that's that's just like a super super nice. He has eight fetches to fetch it. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely going to get it. That one of is going to show up a lot more than a normal one of. Yeah, no, that's super spicy. Anytime you have your township, you're guaranteed to have a green mana, basically. So you know it. Um, so uh, let's see. Interesting list to round out the top thirty-two. We have uh, some infects. We have some chest guy control. We have a bunch of Abzan. We have a living end list. Yeah, no Abzan on the top eight though. That's fine. I think, I think that's great. So do I. Um, because I would be screaming nine hundred dollars in goifs a lot more. <laughs> Living End in 17 plays, pretty sweet. Yeah, it is. Uh, living End, I, you know, it's kind of strange because, like, I hate, uh, oh, crap, what's that effect? Ah, never mind. Cascade? Cascade, and Living Cascade. End is kind of like a Cascade, but not. Like, it doesn't say it on yeah. the card, but it works that way, sort of. Well, I mean, you play Cascade zero cards to, to make it work, but I, for some reason, I don't mind this deck. No, it's so all-in and stupid, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, it's a ridiculous deck. You're cycling Deadshot Minotaurs. Like, are, <laughs> come on, really? Like, Igneous yep. Pouncer? What? <laughs> So that makes it all yeah, you just say, all right, fine. Yeah, terrible cards. Sure. If you're going to play with terrible cards, I will let you. I'll let you play with the broken mechanic if you play with 56 terrible cards. <laughs> <laughs> if you can make them function properly, great. Um, In 57th place, we have an Obzon Doran list. Okay, I'm going to point this out to you the same as I pointed it out to Ryan. What the hell do I care about a 57 place stack? Because there's Doran in it. I still don't care. Yeah, he didn't make money. Place. I like this well, uh, 21st does make place. Money, so. No, it's not a cramp man. It's Star City. Yeah, Star City Day 2 get 50 minimum. Oh, really? They yeah. get their entry back. <clears throat> yeah. Honestly, like Day 2 could be 30 players. Uh, you know what? Day 2 for this tournament, I remember seeing the tweet. It was exactly at the 64 player mark. Mm-hmm. I like the Grixis Delver list in 21st place. Uh, just, you know, like the creature package is getting really good with Delver, Snapcaster, Pyromancer, and Tassiger. I wonder if they're actually just going to take Kaibuda's advice and drop Delvers all together and go with that. I think that's probably the next step. Um... I'm going to go with probably, because when Kai Buddha speaks, I tend to listen. Right. Uh, he's yeah. the best player of all time. It's true. But he cares. By a wide margin, as well, a matter of fact. Me and Ryan got into this argument. Was it Kai or Finkel? And it's like, when Kai cares, Kai. no one's better than Kai. Dude, Kai, <laughs> Kai beat the piss out of Finkel. He, like, Finkel with his little, at the time he had his little blonde curly fro. Dude, he didn't want nothing to do with Kai. Uh, I, dude, like, the amount, the density of Kai wins at the time, he would be winning three out of four Grand Prix right now. He'd be winning two Grand Prix a month right now. If he cared. If he was still playing that. Yeah, like, if yeah. he was Kai back then. like He just shows up for PTs because they pay him. Right. <laughs> I mean, you just, you got to keep in mind that, like, there were ten Grand Prix a year in 1999. And, yeah, he, he, and he has, like, ten Grand Prix, right? Like, you know, if, if Pro Tour, oh, my, dude, best, best player inside the top eight of all time, too. He just crushes the elimination bracket. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, look, it goes Kai, then Finkel, and then a million other players. And everyone else. And there, there literally is a gap between Kai and Finkel, and then there's a gap between Finkel and everybody else, but 
Kai is, oh, when he can't. He's on this year's Vintage Super League, which I just think is awesome. Yeah, it is. So sweet. Um, so anyway, congratulations, Gerard Fabiano. Yeah, GFABs, dude, tearing it up. Our good buddy here, um, way to go, way to earn that big check, and, you know, good luck to the, in the next one. Uh, but we're going to take a small break now, and we'll be back in a moment. Pittance Podcast is brought to you this week, last week, next week, every goddamn week, by the Brainstorm Brewery. Marcel, Jason Alt, Ryan, Corbin, they're holding stuff down with their own podcast over there, which you should absolutely check out. And don't forget to check out the brainstormbrewery.com where they got plenty of good writers you can go check out for your financial needs. Oh, and you can find this show there. Yeah, this one. The one you're listening to, like if you didn't find it on MTG Cast, like it's over there. So you can listen to it over there if you want. Or at least, you know, go by their page and, you know, check things out and, you know, like, click on the link to us or something. I don't know. Anyway, brainstormbrewery.com. Go check it out. Now, moving on, we got the mechanics of uh, the new set, Dragons of Tarkir. More spoilers and stuff already. God damn, it was short. Anyway, um, so we have the, our set of mechanics here, which in the future we're going to have Frank on to so we can try and pick his brain, but we'll go over them as best we can. All right, Will, do you want to go over the first one? Uh, the first mechanic? I would love to. Sure. It's called it's called Bolster. Um, do you not know how Bolster works? Okay, so what happens is, is when uh, you would Bolster, you are going to locate your lowest toughness creature, and then you're going to put a number of plus one, plus one counters on it that the uh, Bolstering effect is going to tell you about. It's a it's a reprint. It was in Fate Reforged. Yeah, we've seen this before. So, yep. And that is going to be for the Dromka clan. Yes, these clans are now named after dragons. So, wait a minute. They made me say Abzan for six fucking months, and, and now they're they changing the goddamn name? Yes. It, hey, it's not bl- It's not the wedge. It's not white, black, green. It's just white, green. Yeah, it's, it's, so not, it's not. Oh, okay, it's a two-color clan, yes. so they've gone from two, three colors. Okay, that's cool, yeah. then. I they're, they're guilds for without all the guild names. Swearing. Yeah, so Selesnia, you can go away. It's now Dromka. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Rebound. That is a reprint from Rise of the Eldrazi, and that is that goes to the White Blue Ojatai clan. And That's the way awesome. Rebound works is uh, if you cast this spell from your hand, you exile it as it resolves. At the beginning of your next up <laughs> Just reading the reminder text. <laughs> Verbatim. <laughs> you may cast this card from exile without paying its mana cost. So you cast it, you get it twice, you just have to wait two turns. Yeah, double down on it. And double it down. Double prowess triggers, which is really nice. Actually, yeah, that's, yeah, that's really nice. I likes. Uh, Mike, you get the next one. And this one, is this one new? This one's new. Ooh, is it the fellow. exploit mechanic? Yes, from the Sullengard. All right. The exploit mechanic, what it is, is whenever the creature with exploit enters the battlefield, you may sacrifice a creature, including itself. And when you do, you get an effect. Uh, let's see. With Sadisi Undead Vizier, when she exploits a creature, you may search your library for a card and put it into your hand. Then shuffle your library. Uh, Why aren't you going on the one that's right in front of us? I need that, because he's cool. Oh, the Slumgar Butcher? Yeah. We can worry about the spoilers when we get to the spoiler section, Mike. Come on. Wait, I just followed the link, and it said newest spoiler. There you go. So, um, man, I need Frank. 
if we're going to have Frank on very soon, so this oh. will be one of the ones that we have questions for. Yeah, I definitely need to know how that works. Okay, so the next one is a new one, Will, or no, it's an old one. You get No, it. I will totally take care of all your Fate Reforged mechanic needs. <laughs> Did you guys play Fate Reforged? Oh, you didn't? I'm sure you didn't. So Dash is uh, this alternate casting cost on creatures that allows them to be hasty and Vyashino-like. And come in a little early. It's nice. Well, well, sometimes it's earlier. Sometimes it's actually later. Sometimes the dash costs are, are more expensive. Yeah, not often. Usually you get the cre- – I mean, there's a couple really – Ankle Shanker like that. Yeah. yeah. No, Ankle Shanker is not. It's Mardu Shadow Sphere. Um, it costs one to play regularly, two to dash out. Right. But, but I mean, basically, yeah, it allows yeah. you to choose to commit mana over turns to have faster money or to have faster damage or to pay the mana all at once up front and have slower attacks. Right. So, I mean, it, a lot of times you'll notice with these dash mechanics, and this goes to the Colagon clan, um, what you'll notice is it's usually, okay, I can pay it hasty this turn, and then next time I can hard cast it. It's usually one off either way. So, the next one is Formidable. Uh, this is new. This one, I guess, gets to be me. And, uh, what? Stampeding Elk Herd is the one we have here, and it's Formidable. It's a 5-5 five, five for 5. That seems kind of formidable. But whenever Stampeding Elk Herd attacks, if creatures you control have a total power of 8 or greater, so... That's the, that's the trigger for Formidable. It's double yeah. ferocious, but it's all your power. Right. It counts all of the creatures. So if you have a bunch of 2-2s, two it A bunch does. of toucans is just fine. Yes, sir. Uh, creatures you control gain trample until the end of turn. So the Formidable, the 8 is the important thing with the power, and then it's going to have an effect based on what the card says. It can be anything. It's not like everything's yeah. going to get trampled. Like, we'll see one later that's terrible, but for some reason, people are liking it. I just I just want to point out how well done the art of this card is based on the mechanics. So the elks are running ahead of a crowd of small dudes with, like, pitchforks and stuff. I mean, it's axes, but they're literally, like, there to clear the path and allow all the little dudes to trample as well. I yeah. think it's very appropriate art. Very yeah. and, and I will also point out that if you were to kill any one of these elk, you would have a trample. Trophy on oh, man. The yeah. racks on these things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Wow. And, Mike, you get the last one. I this Megamorph. we're going to complain about. Megamorph. All right. So what Megamorph is. It's a power is, ranger, right? Yes. <laughs> not, not, not in Magic, though. If there is a playable Megamorph, it must be painted to look like the, the appropriate power ranger. All cards must be altered. Ranger. See, we have yeah. pink, red, yellow. Yeah, like this should definitely be a ranger. It should be hound ranger. <laughs> so what we have here is Airy Bowmasters, a 3-4 with reach for two green and two with Megamorph. That's pretty good, actually. That's a really good spider. Yes. Yeah, I would just play it regular a lot of times. What Megamorph is, is you may cast it face down as a 2-2 creature for three cuddles, just like Morph. However, when it is turned up for its Morph cost, it gets a plus one, plus one counter. Lazy. Uh-huh. It's very lazy. They, lazy. they just make it cost a little bit more to flip back over, so, and it's just... What I'm wondering, though, is I'm wondering if these are going to be a little bit more aggressively cost on the front end of things. Like, so generally Morph creatures cost less mana investment to like overturns to play them as a morph and then unflip. Usually they unflip for more than than their or for less than their converted mana cost. Yeah, total most, cost you end up playing more, but you most, pay over an yeah, installment it, plan and you get tempo advantage. Yeah. So like and you what I'm wondering is is like this guy 
like, I don't want to morph this guy. Like, not unless I have to. I'd rather just slam this dude's a giant fucking spider because he's sweet. Right. But, like, so. Yeah. Well, not, my, now I'm wondering I if they're. Two, I mean, unless your mana is really wonky, why take a 2-2 two, two on 3 when you can have a 3-4 with reach on 4? Yeah, so, I mean, like, now it allow, allows wonderful disguising of plays, and if you have morphs and mega morphs in the same standard environment, it's going to create something really similar to what Onslaught Block was. Um, but, like, if, the, if, if this is an average template, I think that it's different enough from Morph that the gameplay will feel different. But, like, come on, guys. They could have come up with a better name, huh? Mega, the, yeah, the name is terrible. And <laughs> the mechanic itself is just, like... I mean, I understand there's only so many magic magic mechanics out there, and, you know, it's like the total's number's like seven or whatever, and basically everything's all cycling or, or Morph, but, you know. Yeah, I just... The name, really... Megamorph is terrible. It, you could have come up with something else. I, I don't care what you call it. Just yeah. something else. Megamorph. Megamorph. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, whatever. Um, so those are our mechanics. <clears throat> we are going to have... Frank I think Long. they're awesome. I like them as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like the ones that came back, and... Like rebound, I mean that's from Rise of the Eldrazi, like we said earlier. But like Mike brought up when we was off air, how well that fits the Jeskai mold, and I think Will even brought it up on air that mm-hmm. the fact that it works with prowess so well, like that's going to be really, really good. Um, so I, that's cool. Uh, exploit, I have a lot of questions about myself, <laughs> um, and yeah. So did you know that Elder Dragon is now a creature type? It is in fact a creature <laughs> type, which is a great. Uh, segue. Mm-hmm. That, 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 dude, that was like the off-road segue. Thank you. Yeah, but. Yeah. So, Will, you spoke of Elder Dragons. Why don't you tell me what one of these Elder Dragons is? Well, of course. We have I'm, spoilers. Of course I'm gonna tell you about Silumgar, cause he's blue-black, which means he's therefore the coolest. Um, I like the old one better. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> a lot it's better. It's got a bigger butt. So six mana doesn't have shroud. Flying death touch. Sweet. When dragon lord dragon lord Silumgar enters the battlefield, gain control of target creature or planeswalker for as long as you control dragon lord Silumgar. So he is definitely a sower of temptation who grabs planeswalkers, i.e. Ugin. Uh, but, um, he's definitely not, uh, the old Silumgar, where you just, like, have him in the main. I would definitely think about using this to take my opponent's Ugin, though, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, in Limited, this is going to be a good great, classic, great Limited Because card. there's, there's never been a Control Magic effect that you didn't want. Right, yeah, you know? Control Magic is one of the most powerful Limited mechanics of all time. Right, sure. so, I mean, like, it's going to be great there, for sure. I mean, it probably will see some... A standard play, maybe just I because just, of Ugin. Yeah, I mean, like, just, just gonna be a cyborg card, though. I, yeah. I totally agree with you, Mike. I totally do. Like, he's not gonna knock old school Silent Gar out of the main deck. No. I mean, the cool thing is you can have the old one and Dragon Lord both in, in play. In play but. at the same time. Yeah, that's sweet. Um, but like, yeah, the old one is just, he's just very relevant to what the blue deck is. is just do. so relevant. Oh, and seven uh, toughness. Yeah, seven toughness is giant. Yep. And the shrink effect isn't bad either. It's not. No, it's not. <laughs> Especially with the current standard format. Mm-hmm. So, Mike. Seven butt is huge. You know how this works, right? No, I do not. Oh, you've listened to this show for how long? You don't know how we do these? Pick one. Basically, I, you're going to get two to three picks of cards ooh, that you get to go over. Go over them. All right. Well, I know who my first pick to go over is going to be. Loading. 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 Right, here he is. <laughs> the card I'm going to go over is Thunderbreak Regent. He is a flying 4-4 dragon for 2 red and 2. Whenever a dragon you control becomes the target of a spell or ability your opponent controls. What? Thunderbreak Regent deals 3 damage to that player. Oh, oh I wish he had haste. Real one. Okay. 
Because I only have it in Japanese in front of me. Yeah, you just got to click why I had on to load. It. Yeah. Okay. By the way, uh, just so anybody knows, if any of these turn out to be uh, false, they are on Mythic Spoiler, so that's where we're going. Yeah. Mm. I uh, think this guy's pretty good. Start by the roll-up Starcon before you play this guy. That's awesome. That's so beautiful. At four mana, that's it's it's a great it's a mana health. four four flyer that is almost guaranteed to always deal three damage. It's insane. Yeah, it's gonna deal at least three for sure. Like if it gets to, it's gonna attack for sure. And yeah. like mm-hmm. there are more dragons than this guy in red. Like this guy into storm breath is backbreaking. Yeah. Like or even attack, <laughs> attack for nine. Go ahead and remove my drags, bro. I dare you. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> Yeah, that's sick. Um, so I'm gonna go over the garbage that everybody's jumping on right now. Okay, I'd like, I'd like to hear about this. And this is Shaman of the Forgotten Ways. Mythic, two and a green, two, three. Tap, add two mana in any combination of colors to your- Stop right there. Please stop right there. Please let that be all it is. I wish it was. Uh, spend this mana only to cast creature spells. Okay. In a green deck. Spoon in green deck. Like, that's what you're going to be doing. That's, that's good. I enjoy that. Now, they have a ferocious ability on here that people were getting all crazy about. I don't want to spend three mana to get two mana, though, so that's where I'm going to have an issue with Shaman. But the formidable, okay, for nine and two green. Let me repeat that. Nine and two green. So Nykthos is in standard. Nykthos. Fourteen yeah. mana, though. Eleven. No, it's 11. It, 14 plus total. 2. Plus oh, okay, okay. 14 mana total to use this. And Where are you getting plus 3, man? He's gonna be in it's play mana tapping cost. for it. His mana. So, yeah, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be in play tapping for it, so really you just gotta come up with 9 mana plus have a, have a active forgotten. No, he doesn't add the 2, he has to tap to use this, so that's, you can't use his. Yeah, yeah. that's stupid. Yeah. So, and tap, so I mean. So it's 11, so you need Nykthos. It, it's 11, mm-hmm. but realistically, I mean, total mana cost to play him and use it, 14. Yeah. But 11 to use this ability. He's Nick pleasure. Plays Nothing. Uh, yeah, but Nykthos ain't gonna be here forever, dude. Nykthos is leaving very soon. Right, right, but you will have the summer to play with Nykthos and this guy. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it's garbage. I, I think yeah. it's garbage. Each player's life total becomes the number of creatures he or she controls. Activate this ability only if creatures you control have total power eight or greater. Look, dude, I'm not 11 years old. I'm not gonna be playing a deck with only creatures. I'm sorry. I, and I know that's a good strategy sometimes these days, but like, come on, man. Yeah, there's cute things you can do with this. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if you have nine mana when they cast the wrath, you can say automatic draw. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. if you have a dragon in play and they pass Crux of Fate and you use this, I don't know why they would, but <laughs> then you can win the game having one life left. But I guess if you're playing Soltai and somehow get to massive mana, you wrath and use this somehow. Yeah, I, I suppose but, it's possible, but then we're talking a lot of mana. Um, yeah. It's just not a good <laughs> I feel like they needed something to be mythic status, so they put this crazy effect on here. Like, hey, okay, I like, like it's, I mean, it's definitely an amazing EDH card. Like, yeah, it's better at EDH. I don't want to say amazing, but it is like, better at EDH. It, it, it's so good, they, there's no way they could have printed this as a legend for sure. Like, if it, man, this guy, if this guy was a legend, he would be like the sickest EDH general ever. Yeah, well, yeah, because you can just continually bring that back. That would be insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
but just for EDH, it'd still be garbage in every other. Exactly. Match. Yeah. No, it's not a real. Concept. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, tiny leader. Tiny leader. <laughs> yeah, he's still not a legend. No. no, but you can still run him there. Oh, you can definitely run him, and yeah. I'm pretty sure he's not as good. Yeah, it's as every other than even in that format. Yeah. Well, tiny leader. You want your mana up. ramp it's, at three? It's a heads up format, so like you don't want cards like this in there. Yeah. So it's bad in every other format. Um, I just, I, I give it the real simple because it's in green. Like, you know, if I'm going to play it in any former, uh, legacy, vintage, any of those, it's like, I can play a Goyf on two. Why would I want to play this on three? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's something better. The ability is, the ability is pretty close to being like the first ability, the add two mana ability. If they took away the spend this mana to cast creature spells yeah. only, card would be very good. I would look a lot more at it to play it. Absolutely. Well, as is, it just costs too much. Yeah. You know, like it, it's, um, there's an old school elf that's just three mana, one, two, tap for green, green. Like, that's basically what he is. Mm-hmm. And that was a common. Yeah, there's a zero, two elf, uh, in the last set. Sure does. Does it's the exact for, same for thing. Two mana. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Um, so there's that. I just wanted to complain about that card to shut people Good. up. Okay, so, Will, you get the next pick. Holy shit, there are commands. I know. Yeah, I'm so excited for the blue-black command, but I don't know what it is yet. So you just wait, and we'll find out what the, the Demir command is. But Ojutai. It's not yeah. the Demir, it's the Silumgar command. Dude. They're naming them after dragons, bro. I know it's. I know the name of the card is going to be Silumgar's command, but, you know. D- dude, it's it's Silumgar. No, okay? the, the, Trust the me, Demir might be behind it, you know, doing yeah. their magic, but on the surface, it will be Silumgar. I know that, <laughs> and the name of the card will also be it, and Silumgar will probably be in the background of the card somewhere. Yeah. But, like, all the same. Anyway, there is Silumgar's no not a background guy. Silumgar's going to be on the front. I'm I'm just looking at the art for Ojutai's command and guessing it's... The selfie Ojutai's, Ojutai's a nicer person. This is a group photo on a selfie stick just it's, pointing that out absolutely what it is is that why so, Narset said the heretic she didn't like selfies uh so we have we have four uh manas it's two uh colorless a white and a blue for an instant which is a good thing yes and uh we have choose two of four modes because it's a command which means that there's going to be five of these, and at least four of them are going to be standard playable. I hope the black-blue one's at least as good as Oh, my I, God. I, I have green one. Baby, baby, the black-blue one, baby. baby. I, if it's just as good as the black one from Wizards Norwood, I would. One time, one time, baby. Just hook it up. So yeah, it's give, like a, just reprint Profane Command and give it a different name. I mean, you could, as long as it doesn't cost six mana, I think Profane I'll. Profane cost five. Or no, it was X. It was black-black X. Black X. Yeah. But like as you know, so what we have here is uh choose two of the following four. We can return target creature card with converted mana cost two or less from our graveyard to the battlefield, which is pretty good actually. You get your Soulfire Grandmaster back or something like that. <laughs> you get uh, your Snapcaster Mage back. Yeah, well, you know, I'm I mean, encrypted uh, command. Uh probably not gonna play this in in modern, but uh the second mode is you gain four life, which is uh relevant. It's okay. Yeah, it's good. You know, it's like it's as as half of a card, it's okay. We have counter target creature spell. Duh. Duh. <laughs> uh, but then we have draw a card. So actually, Relevant. holy shit, like, there's gonna be, so 75% of the time when you cast Cryptic Command, you said counter that spell and draw a card. So, uh, okay, 60%, yeah. 60%. Yeah, probably. The 30% of it was, you know, tap every tap down, tap. draw a card. <laughs> so like, 50% of the time, in standard, we're going to have access to a cryptic command-like effect, which is counter-target creature spell. A lot of creatures out there. Draw a card. 
Yeah. Counterspell, replace myself. You gain four life is very relevant in some matchups and very, you know, but it's a command, so you don't have to use it if you don't want to. And then the return target creature card, like, that's pretty good. This card's standard playable, for sure. Yeah, like, I mean... One, one of, two of, for sure. The one thing I will say is, just because of... Like, Cryptic Command, all four of them was so good that sometimes you wouldn't necessarily draw a card. But I read this Ojatai's Command as a four-man account cantrip with one of three upsides. Right. Because that's how it's going to be played. And, like, you can do some cool stuff with this card, too. Like, uh, you you look like you're facing down a lethal attack. You put a creature card into play and gain four life and, you know, kill him on the next turn because you're a Jeskai deck and you're probably, you know, aggressive. Yeah. But, and, um, and going first, I mean... Which, you know, I, I despise when you play control decks, but, like, that four mana is relevant when you do go first against those Rhino decks. Like, you know, yeah. nothing better to counter at four. Yeah, no, exactly. If you're on the play against the Abzan deck, just, I mean, unless they have a mana accelerant, you know. Just leave fine. your, just leave your mana up. Even if you don't have it, they yeah. will not play the Rhino. <laughs> if someone plays a Rhino into your blue, white, two colorless, like, you're a happy dude. They're ballsy. <laughs> they sure. either, you either have a hell of a tell that you need to fix, or, <laughs> they're, they could be playing whip and you know just not care if it gets countered and just land a stick the whip but you still want a rhino yeah you just you the thing is if they're going to counter something even if that's the case yeah but this can't counter a whip and open you just cast the whip instead of the yeah. rhino yeah because then you're only then get running to then running to negate you know yeah, yeah. man I think I think this card is okay, and I'm just so excited for the other four commands. Me too. I'm, I'm excited just to have com- commands back in general. Yeah, and multicolor. I love multicolor cards. I like multicolor cards better than solid color cards, and uh, I'm excited for what we're going to see. Very excited for the blue-black. I've <laughs> <laughs> said it a billion times. Um, yeah. Black-red should be good, too. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I think if you're looking for a profane command, black-red's probably going to be your, your boy. I, I, I can see, like, a shock. I can see being on there. I mean, it could even be a bolt. I don't know. We could speculate for hours. <laughs> going to. Mike, what's your next one? Oh, as I uh, mentioned her earlier, I'm going to be going over Sadisi Undead Vizier. She's a 4-6 for 2 black and 3 with Death Touch. Legendary creature, Zombie Naga. When was this released? This was March 2nd. Thank you. She has Exploit, the new Sulfi mechanic, so whenever she enters the battlefield, you may sack a creature. And when Sidisi Undead Vizier exploits a creature, you may search your library for a card and put it into your hand. Easily the best card spoiled so far. <laughs> so, I just, I can't hold back any longer. Can I, can I exploit multiple times for multiple exploit triggers? No. Okay. I believe it's going to be, uh, just like whenever just Frenzy Goblin only attacks. one's up. Yeah, only yeah. one of You may sacrifice yeah. a creature. Yeah, we'll find out for sure next week, but, you know, yeah. But, uh, she seems, like, the deck I think she fits in the best is probably, like, the Whip decks, which should be making a comeback with her. Yeah. Like, turn four, the four drops at EC, make a zombie. Next turn, play her, sack the zombie. That's good. I mean, like, there are there are multiple yeah. ways, like... Or even whip her back. There's crazy combos that I've seen mm. with um, Immortal, uh, whatever. Like, there's enchantments and things you can work this with, and it gets nuts. But... You don't even need to get cute. You just tutor for a six-drop. He's <laughs> like, keep the chain going. Like, well, I mean, again, it works in Abzan. Like, it works right in Abzan. mention Rhino is still here. Yeah, yeah. Multiple, more and more and more rhinos is, is always good. But I'm like, gonna go get a rhino when I want a rhino. That yeah. just, I'm gonna sack this rhino to get another rhino. Like, it's just mean. She's very good. <laughs> Certainly, she is extremely, extremely good. I am very happy about her. Yeah, it's like turn four rhino. Okay, turn five Sadisi. Ex- 
exploit the rhino. Turn six, rhino. Okay, that's six damage to your face, and I gained six life. And I killed something each. I think you yeah, lost rhino really well, too. It's true. Four six yeah, is four, a large body. Death touch. Death touch. For, you know, forget about all the trample mm-hmm. damage. This is a very good card. Very, very good card. I, I think it's the best card we're um, spoiled thus far. Yeah, in, in sheer power level, I can I probably yeah. agree. I feel like the dragon that I went over previously is probably debatably the second That's most good. powerful card. Very good. I mean, if it had haste, it would just be lights out. Hey, just play Dragon Tempest. It gets haste. Okay, see, when you got to run a bad card to make a card better... Ninety percent of the time, it's not worth it. Or ascendancy, dude. I don't know. That's Dragon Tempest. I don't know that Dragon Tempest is uh, like that bad of a card. If you have, if they make a lot of dragons like this, yeah, we haven't seen the commons and uncommons. He's hard, whatever it's called, Thunderbreak region. Like, if this four-four dragon for four is a common thing, and there's a there's a bunch of them, like Dragon Tempest becomes a card that's just pandemonium only for you. And all your dragons have haste. It's pandemonium and, and you know, also, the uh, Yav- fires of Yavimaya in one card that costs two. It's right. crazy. So. Oh, I, number of dragons you control. Never mind. Yeah. I thought it was power toughness. That's fine. No. That card's terrible. <laughs> the, uh, what was the five, Scourge of Valkis ability on it? Yeah, thank you. Okay, so my next card is going to be a Megamorph card that I actually see me paying the Megamorph for. And that is going to be Solomgar's Assassin. For yeah, one nice and a black, rare, creature, human, assassin. Creatures with power greater than Solomgar's assa- Assassin's power can't block it. So, you know, he gets to swing through a lot of things. Uh, Megamorph. Two and a black. So it's, that's cheap. Yeah, it's, it's good. I mean, but like, you're still paying six mana for a three two. You are, but the ability is relevant. When Solomgar's Assassin is turned up, face up, destroy target creature with power three or less than opponent controls. And because of the fact that this will be a three two at that point, that creatures with power greater than the Assassin can't block it, becomes a lot more relevant to me. Like, I, I feel like this is one that I can actually see in a draft or something, me saying, okay, I'm gonna morph this. And then yeah. flip it next turn. Yeah. You know, and if you had Morph and Mega Morph in the same set, it would make uh, an amazing mm-hmm. amount of plays available. I mean, you won't have it in a limited format. But standard, yeah, we yeah. won't have it in any limited format. But in unli- in standard, you're not going to play all the bad Morph cards. No. You know? Yeah. So, well, in limited, I mean, no, yeah, that's right. They did yeah. no Morphs. Unless, unless you did some weird draft at uh, your local game store, one of each. Or it's one of each. That would be sweet. I'd love that. They go uh, Dragons, Fate, Cons. Yeah, interesting. Um, So, Will, your last one. Make it good, man. Well, I mean, I already picked the ones that I thought were good. So. Yeah, I know. The, the rest of these are just kind of, you know, hey, check this one out. Yeah, um, I'm going to pick a black-red card. I'm going to pick Boltwing Marauder. Okay. Uh, who is, uh, he's a Marauder and a dragon. And he's, he's three black-red for a 5-4 flying. So he's a, he's a fine dragon, um, just in stats. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, target creature gets plus two, plus O oh until end of turn. Um, raise the alarm is an instant. That's Hordling a pretty... Outburst is already being played with red. Yeah, no, it's true. Hordling Outburst is a card, but it's sorcery, so you can't, I mean, like, plus six, plus oh, in addition to, to guys is... is um, well, you're going to spread it out. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, certainly. But, I mean, just six total power in just in trigger and, like, you know, raise the alarms in standard, too. So, you know, your Mardu tokens deck, like, this guy, you don't even need him to attack ever. No, you just need him on the board. You know, I mean, like, this, this guy's sweet, like... Is he going to break a format? No. I mean, is he going to show up and dominate? No. But, like, is he going to win you a draft game? Fuck yeah. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> like, it's a 5-4, and every turn it is attacking for 7 or something else, you know? Like, it's good. It's, yeah. really good. it's a rare, though, which is a bummer. But... Well, rares are supposed to be, you know, capable of winning games on their own. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, like, 
all the we've seen all these dragons and they're all rares like this whole cycle of rare dragons so the, but there's going to be like at least 15 dragons at rare in this in this yeah, set. lots of dragons but rare or higher maybe well, dragons uh, sell okay so mike last one make it good i was thinking about going over one of the other gold dragons but i think i'm going to go over another megamorph card okay ooh i know which one it is i do too i'm going to go over stratus dancer i knew it ah! I was right. It's a rare? Yes. It is a 2-1 flyer for a blue and one. That's awesome. This card's Uh, card's really It's Megamorph cost to unflip it is a blue and one, so it's the same as its casting cost. And it gets that counter and becomes a 3-2 flyer. And when it is turned face up, you get to counter target instant or sorcery spell. Wow. Uh, pretty much negate, close to negate on a stick. Yeah, it, it's very reminiscent of a Willbender. The Megamorph mm-hmm. cost on this card is amazing. Yeah. yeah. This was definitely pushed a little bit. I did play a lot of Willbenders. Yeah, no, this guy's, this guy's the bee's knees. I didn't know, like, when I first <laughs> read him, I, I didn't see the, the mini negate effect or you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, this guy's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not bad. Of absolutely like borderline standard play. Like even if nothing else, he's just a welcome turn at two one. And sometimes yeah. if you know if you're in a if you're in an aggressive shell, that's mm-hmm. all you want sometimes is just attacking for two every turn. We might see a mono blue devotion list try to come back with maybe with this. Maybe. You know, you have this master wave still, Thassa, frost walker, and cloud form. Yeah, all pretty good cards. Definitely. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. <laughs> that was a good. That was a good little idea. I. uh I like him. It's going to depend on how many other good mm. cards you can play in the colors that have morph or megamorph as well. But um, hey, Kiru Spell Snatcher, don't underestimate that thing. <laughs> oh, trust <laughs> me, I don't. Oh, I, I play limited. Trust me, I, I, I've been blown out by that card. I've and played I've it won in games a, because I've played it in constructed. It's awesome. They're never going to expect it in constructed. Full value nope. for right. sure. Mono blue whales deck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Thanks, Mike. Uh, okay, so my last one, and you know, look, I like blue and I like black and I like four fours that fly, and when they do stuff for five mana, that's even better. So Necromaster Dragon, creature yeah. dragon, four four for five, black blue three. Flying, when Necromaster Dragon deals combat damage to a player, you may pay two. If I'm paying two, I better get something. Let's see what it is. If you do, put a 2-2 black zombie creature token onto the battlefield, and each opponent puts the top two cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. That's that's pushed. You know, I don't really care about the opponent putting the two cards into the graveyard. I mean, I probably will in limited, but, like, getting the zombie is good enough. (laughs) Yeah, he attacks and leaves a blocker behind, and uh, you know the mill effect is pretty real. Four, four, four is a pretty, pretty nice body too. Sweet limited card for sure. Yeah, I like it. Uh, so that's what those are our spoilers for this week. We're gonna have more next week, obviously, and you know we'll see how this set shapes up. I can't I, believe it's already spoiler season again. Yeah, they pushed this yeah, set up. They, they had wow. to Origins and uh, Modern Masters too. Yeah, we're back to another one of those years, like two years ago, where every time we turned around, it was more yeah. spoilers. Right. Um, so. We're going to be doing more spoilers again next week. I'm excited. I, so am I. Um, I'm going to predict more dragons. <laughs> Damn. Mm, safe bet. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to predict uh, some more pushed megamorphs like Stratus Dancer. Okay. And okay. What, I know your your prediction is going to revolve around commands. No, I, I don't. I, they're, man, it's too variable what the modes are going to be on commands. Mm-hmm. Um, I predict that there's going to be, like... Damn it. Let me ask you a question. Right now, you know, and I know you said modes are variable and everything else. How many of the commands will be standard playable? I think it's four or more. I'm I think thinking it's at, least at least three. At least four. Like, in the last one, like, all five 
were standard playable. playable. Yeah. All but five. there was a couple that shined over the others. Well, I mean, obviously. Like the white one wasn't that great. No, no, it wasn't. And it was, it was probably the worst of them. But anyone who plays EDH knows how good, uh, White Command is. Yeah, Austere Command is. Yeah. Thank you. Good job, Angelo. Um, but like Incendiary Command was great at the time. And it was fine. It was a fine sweeper effect that also dealt damage to their face or did some other things for value. The green one was actively good. Yes. You know, the black one was actively good and the, and the blue one is a <laughs> come on <laughs> you know what cryptic command is yeah yeah uh primal command very good yeah. uh profane command very good cryptic command one of the top four mana cards ever printed pretty close i mean it's like it's not jace it's yeah, yeah it's like it, that isn't jace fair <laughs> um so it's, yeah it's, it's it's it might be better than wrath of god yeah how about top four non-mythics ever printed uh, four mana cost, non-mythics, because Jace is, uh, Jace that's kind of count. unfair to compare Jace, things Jace to him. Doesn't count. Well, you know what, he exists, he's a thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look, I know Jace is part of the Power Ten, but, <laughs> 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 I mean, that's where you compare him. Okay, so, yeah, we'll true. move on. Um, so, do you guys want to play Kyoto? Tough shit! <laughs> I mean, I'd be happy to just go to Kyoto myself. For sure. Really, I know. Um, A couple years ago, I thought I was going to Japan. Will was right there with me. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Grand Prix Kyoto was completely sold out as of now. So if you was the cap? I think it was 2,200. It's a good tournament. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. they've completely sold out. They capped theirs. And, you know, I've told a couple people, you know, you might want to start thinking about pre-regging more often and don't just show up. It's two weeks from now. Yeah. Because, uh, now that it's actually April, not March. Holy shit. It's a month and two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks from now is Cleveland and, uh, the one in England, which is going to sell out, by the way. Yeah, for certain. The one, uh, what the hell is that? Manchester or Lancaster or one of those. I don't know. Um, one of those Chesters. <laughs> but anyway, it's completely sold out a month out, month plus out. And, if, you know, if you're going to a GP or you're planning on going to a GP within the next year, sign up. Because if the cap is low enough, they're going to hit it and you're going to be sitting there playing inside events going, my folk to show up for side events. I wanted to play in the main event. And we'll have to listen to you whine, and no one wants to hear that. Nope. They sure don't. Right. Okay, so in this past week or so, some light was shed on Origins, kind of, sort of. There's been a lot of questions asked since they talked about Magic Origins coming out, and they tried to answer some of them. Um, Mike, do you want to take this? Because, I I, I mean, I know how to say it, but I don't know how to say it. Mm All right, uh, sure. So what Origins is pretty much going to be based on is the origin story on five Planeswalkers that they have big plans for in future sets. And those Planeswalkers are Gideon, Liliana, Jace, Chandra, and Nyssa. Um, pretty much it follows the storylines about their pre-spark, their home, pretty much the home planes, and then their uh, the first planes they travel to. And uh, the reason why they chose these five is because of their plans in the future. So, like, if you're a fan of, say, a Johnny or Garrick, don't feel bad that they didn't choose them. These are just the ones they have plans on in the immediate future. It's kind, of, Which is kind of weird because Jace is supposed to be sitting underneath Ravnica in yep. a hole managing the guild. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that, so, that's not where he's from. That's where that's end game. No, but the thing is, they said they have big yeah. plans for him in the near future. Well, mm-hmm. how's he going to manage the guilds and do other things? I mean, he will cast mirror image. 
he's 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 fucking he's Jace. Jace. I know. I know. They, they, they can't do something without Jace. That's really what it comes uh, to. I know. I know. Because they got rid of Urza, so now it has to be Jace. Um, yeah, which is awkward too, because like Urza at least was an artifact. Yeah, he was an artifact man, so everyone could play with him. Yeah, but they gave us Karn. Karn is also an artifact man, and I like him. Mm-hmm. And he has his spark, so you know. Oh, that's right. He's a planeswalker. Yeah, he has yeah. Ursa's spark. <laughs> Didn't he have to get uh, Venser's to be cured of the uh, Frexian ink? Because uh, I think Venser gave up his spark to uncorrupt Karn. That's awesome. Maybe I don't know. It was a bad. I story. think that was, yeah. I think that was the storyline behind Venser's death. But either way, so. And I sure do wish I had a tune him out. I thought you did have a tune about. I did. I did. Continuing on with Origins, they are going to be showcasing ten worlds in this one set. Ooh. Ten being five for each, two for each uh, planeswalker. The first world they're going to focus on is the plane they were born on, either where they ignited their spark or before they ignited it. And the second world that they're going to be focusing on is the very first plane those five planeswalkers travel to after unlocking their spark. I better actually see Shondalar in this game now. <sighs> well, they do have said um, probably that there are going to be worlds that we haven't even seen yet. So. Yeah, th- this is definitely new planes territory. Like, I, do you think all five of these guys are going to be from different planes? Uh, I'm I go do. With yes. Yeah, I also um, think yes. Because that's like there that's, might be two that are from the same plane, birthwise, or travel to the same plane first. I, I could see repeats between the columns, like Gideon's home plane is Jace's first planeswalk plane, or mm-hmm. maybe two planeswalkers planeswalk to the first plane first. I, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But um, I can see probably eight brand new ones just because. This sets up the next four years of magic. Yeah, I think what they said was Chandra's birth plane. That is one we have not seen yet, so that's confirmed. Um, yeah. Obviously, there's uh, Nissa's home plane of Zendikar. So. Crazy to have Zendikar in a base block. That's a pretty pretty weird um, place. I think the reason why is because this is pre of the Eldrazi breaking out. Right. So. I mean, but just like even it's in and of itself, Zendikar is a pretty wonky place. Mm-hmm. Like in I'm comparison to if, the rest of Magic Worlds. I wonder if they might bring back Landfall for the for Origins because. They're going to be talking about Zendikar. You could, you could do that. I mean, Landfall is definitely an ability that fits into the core set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not one that's tied to a plane, but it is referenced it's from not, Zendikar. Not tied to a plane. It's not color restriction heavy. It's easy to understand, with mm-hmm. the exception of instant entering the battlefield lands. But like, it's totally, totally legit. Cleared, cleared for core set for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, I, I like the fact that you know Zendikar is confirmed because maybe that means we're finally going to find out what happens to the Eldrazi in the next few years. You and this Eldrazi thing, man. Dude, I want to... I, I mean, yeah, I want to know sorry. as well. I want to know. I'm sorry. So. Yin's in this Eldrazi thing. Hey, it's magic lore. And it's, speaking of which, uh, how will the stories be told out. of these planeswalkers? Uh, through the web on dailymtg.com, they're actually having the stories written out so you can read them online. Uh, they're all, narratives are all written by Magic R&D's creative team, so it's not like they're getting some outside author to write something and some misconception might happen. It's yeah, R&D doing this. And these, these R&D creative team guys, they are seriously in-depth in their character creation. Mm-hmm. These guys could talk about minor characters for hours. They could talk about a planeswalker for literally until they are dead. Yeah, I mean, I'll be realistic with the new, uh, the new way they're doing this on their Uncharted Realms page. I've actually really enjoyed those short stories. Mm-hmm. 
where in the past, you know, I'd get these books and I'd read these books and I'd go, well, that's a day I'm never getting back. Right. Yeah, I'm these... staring at the original Ravnica books right now, and I bought those, got them cheap, and I think I read like three pages of one. <laughs> yeah, that's about all it takes. <laughs> Don't worry. Do you want to know the end of the book? If you want to know how it ends, just go listen to an Alice in Chains CD, put in Man in the Box, <laughs> and that is literally the story. Who gets put in the box? Well, right. The whole world's in a box. I'm blown. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so spoiler alert. Yeah. So magic. one other uh, interesting thing about this, actually, for Origins, uh, you'll not only see like cards in Origins that tie to the Planeswalkers' origin story. There will be Planeswalkers, Planeswalker associated spells. Legendary creatures and some cards that show glimpses of the Planeswalkers' home planes and first Planeswalk planes. Yep, and the bad news of it is pre-release boxes. Ah, yeah. There, yeah. But there will be quick-to-read summaries of the Planeswalker stories hitting the highlights of each character's story using okay. Magic Origins cards. So we're going to see five different pre-generated pre-release decks and everyone's going to have a copy of, of the Legendary Planeswalker? That Not necessarily. That would be amazing, but I don't think probably that that is possible. But they're not doing it that way. They're doing the the random rare packs. Yeah. 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 What it's probably going to be is that random. So like, not everyone's getting. If they do like the pre-spark planeswalkers as legendary creatures, like Venser was, they're not going to give everyone one free just for using that uh, planeswalkers color. Yeah. You know, I guarantee you though, when you go in and ask, like now you go in and you say, "Oh, I want to be Mardu. I want to be Abzan. I want to be blah blah blah." You're going to go in and you're going to go, "I want to be Nissa." Yeah, I want to be Gideon. And um, it's going to be stupid. So I more, want to be a Johnny. Oh, sad me. More, more pointless <laughs> speculation. L- Liliana's art has likely been previewed, or, or art of. I mean, it's, it was. Yeah, yeah, th- so, that was the one preview they did. She show. looks. She looks to be not very black. No, she was, he was originally a healer before her spark ignited. So, so we think that she's going to be a white card. Yes, she could be a white black legendary creature. Or she, she could be it's a corset. A yeah. It's a corset. That, that is true. So, so she might but be, this yeah. pointless corset that they said they're going to do things they've never done in corsets before. Point, pointless mm-hmm. speculation. Who do we think the white planes or the black planeswalker is if it is not Liliana? If it is not Liliana? Yeah, who do we think the... If Liliana is white Jace. and it's monocolored... See, I was also going to guess go with Gideon there. Gideon but wasn't is, Jace is dabbling in black magic before? I can just see Gideon because, like, you know, he, yeah. he's a warrior, he kills people. Yeah, he seems but like he's, like, very much... Had had to be, had the to thing be with Gideon, Gideon, though, was that I don't agree that he might be the black is because whenever he was on Ravnica with the Boros Guild, he didn't like the way Aurelia just went so aggressive and rough with uh, criminals when he, they were trying to do justice. Like, he That's didn't think that... That's Planeswalker. That, that is true. That could that be over true. time, his perception changed. Mm-hmm. He might look back at his past. Because he might have had some... Might have killed a town of innocence because of his aggression. Do we think that anyone yeah. is going to be the same color in oh. their in their legendary creature form? <laughs> well, Jace they... is going to be blue. Sean is going to be red. I mean, what if all of them are a different color Ooh. creature than what they other are? Co- what other color would Chandra be though? Well, Nissa can't move because we know she's green on Zendikar. Yeah. As a plane. What would Chandra be besides no, red? And before a planeswalker, she was an elf, dude. Yeah, that she's was an elf. A, yeah, but she could I, be black she, because first, the elves first are black. Of her green, in Zendikar but... was as the planeswalker. Nissa Vane, planeswalker was the first printed. She was never printed as a creature before. So, I mean, if Liliana changed color with spark ignition, I think theoretically. Well, she's a human, and like the way she got her spark was a bit unique because she made deals with the demons. 
But okay, I mean, I'm just you know, I'm just wild yeah. speculation here. Speculation, yeah. wild speculation. We're gonna be completely wrong with everything. So what's it matter? Here's that's right. Just we'll see time. how close guys, we can get. Guys, all throw in darts, see what sticks, and see what gets close. Yep, we're filling time, and as Will said, you all listen. <laughs> Take that. Speaking of filling time. We are going to have another wonderful throwback history lesson from Mr. Will. This Man, is his thing. Trying to fill time. I worked on this, guys. I did homework. I, I hope Crap, you like I it. forgot to grab my popcorn. Um, so I really like Pro Source. I think that they are amazing. Um, and uh, in particular, I really like Pro Tour Top 8s. And uh, I wanted to talk to Allians about... A magic classic. Pro Stop. Tour Char- Stop. Um, translation for you people outside of Pittsburgh, yins is a local adjective that is used for the term you all. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> magic classic segment. presents <laughs> Pro Tour Char- 2006 Finals. Uh, this was a team unified constructed format, and it was chosen to be Ravnica Block. And it paid a lot of money. It did pay a lot of money. <laughs> very, very good <laughs> tournament. Uh, and as I said, we're going to focus on the, um, the finals here, which uh, pits Team Raleigh Pumba, which is a Brazilian powerhouse team consisting of Paulo Vitor Domino Rosa, Hall of Famer, nine Pro Tour top eights, one Pro Tour win, 12 Grand Prix top eights, one, one win. We have Willie Adel, uh, four Pro Tour top eights with one win. Or no, no win, sorry. Uh, he, he should have won one. He fucked up in time spiral. Yeah, he really should have won that game. Uh, <laughs> and then five, five Grand, Grand Prix top eights and one win. Notably, four Pro Tours and five Grand Prix top eights. He doesn't play much, but when he does. Uh, and then their, their teamo, uh, teammate was Mr. Celso. I'm rubbing my nipples. <laughs> Celso. <laughs> Zampier Jr. Aww. And they were facing off against Team Tomokaji 80 of Japan, which is uh, anchored by Tomoharu Saito, who theoretically should be should have been in the Hall of Fame. Hey, he disqualified himself. I know, but dude, true. I mean, it was for a slow play, and he's later been returned to Magic. I think he should at least be eligible for voting again. He will be. Um, the issue with him was... Realistically, he had, that wasn't his only suspension. He's been suspended before. But anyway, I, I do want to, if I may, Will, yeah. um, I do want to set the stage for you. This was during the time of Japanese dominance. Yeah, this is really when they were coming into the game. Um, this was before Channel Fireball rested it back for the United States. Because really, realistically, that's kind of who got it back for us. Yeah, I mean, it's even, like, it's 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 after the first French period, like, with yeah. the Royal Brothers and all that stuff. So, like, Japan from, you know, 2005, 2000, late 2004 to 2008 or so was just where it was at. Yeah, it was a top game. So this, I mean, even though you look at those names and you go, Willie Edel, oh, my God, Paulo Vitor, Domino Rosa, oh, my God, Celso, okay? But <laughs> even though Celso. you see those names, you go, wow, man, like, that's a hell of a team, and it is. But you have to remember that the Japanese at the time was playing heads and shoulders, Above yeah, mostly everybody else. This is at a time with much less information available about deck lists and construction play strategies, and the, the Japanese technology was heads and shoulders ahead. These mm-hmm. guys really knew how to play cards. So, I'm sorry, Will, I hate that. Yeah, no, it's okay, cool. Continue on. So, we have Saito, who five Pro Tour top eights with a win, uh, and 
20 Grand Prix top eights. And a really nice store. Four wins. Yeah, now he's a shop owner. He's, he's a good dude. I like him. Um, we have, uh, at the time, one of the scariest players in the world, Mr. Shouta Yasuoka. Yes. <laughs> this guy is widely renowned to be one of the, I mean, he's, he's a Guillaume Wafotape. He's a blue deck expert. He builds really wank, like, like wonky, fucked up blue decks that don't look like they work and are very complex and need very few things to go correctly, but play them very well. Yeah, Shota's one of the top 20 players of all time. 18 Grand Prix top eights. Offset. <laughs> Um, unfortunately, he only has – this was his only Pro Tour top eight, uh, which really hurts him for Hall of Fame ballots. But, like, every player on the Japanese team has more than 200 Pro Points, and two of the three players on, on the uh, on the Brazilian team have over 200 Pro Points. I mean, this is so stacked. Finally, uh, we have Tomohiro Kaji as the third Japanese player who had three Pro Tour top eights, and they all came very rapidly in succession. Like, at this point in time, Kaji was regarded as probably the best player on the team who was just, like, you know, a, one of the pillars of Japanese magic and, you know, it's steamrolling of the rest of the world. Also, only had three GP top eights, not not a, a Grand Prix grinder like some of the ja- uh, like some of the Japanese players, but um, you know, awesome in Pro Tours at, uh, from you know, 2005 and six for sure. So this, these are our teams in the finals, and as I mentioned, the format was unified constructed of Ravnica block, which is really interesting. Unified constructed means that there can only be four copies of each card uh, in the format available to all three players' deck lists. So you have, you know, the entire Ravnica block format is available to you, but you can only use, you know, you can't put twelve Tarmogoyfs in your pool because I mean, because they weren't in Ravnica, right? But you can't put. 12 lightning helix. Crit. Yeah, 12 lightning helix, not a thing. Yeah. So, which, you know, creates a very interesting paradigm in how you build your decks. And, you know, at this time it was widely thought of that your B seat, your center, central player should be playing a control deck and should be the best player on the team because therefore he is able to monitor the other ones as they are happening while continuing to pace his own game. But notably, both of these teams chose a different path. PVDDR is seat A and Saito is seat C, which is odd because that makes them play each other under the old rules system. Weird. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, very interesting format, very interesting stuff. Um, we start with a blisteringly fast pair of game ones. Um, in the Palo Vitor Saito match, uh, game one is pretty boring as Saito draws 11 lands in 13 cards or something like that and plays nothing, gets steamrolled by black white beats. Saito is on a, uh, a man, red, a white. Mar- Mardu? No, it's red, white, black. Yeah, it is. It's, a, it's actually, it's actually more black than red. He's on, um, Oh, I wrote her name down. Not Lynn Vala, but something, li- li- the uh, black, red general. She, like, sacrifices things. But it, ba- basically, he's in white for Lightning Helix and, uh, Lasolda? Is that her name? Maybe, but um, he's on a he's on a Mardu aggro list with a ton of burn, and v- Paulo is on a black white haunt deck is the best way to describe it. Mid range, lots of removal, and uh, really cool effects that generate tokens and, and uh, like pontiff triggers and stuff like that. <laughs> um, Probably, the other uh, quick question: Was he running a bunch of ghost dads in his? He did not have Ghost Dad in his list. He Ooh. was just on Orzov Pontiff, Belfry Spirits, Plague Rusalka's Blind Hunters in the main. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um, 
In seat B, uh, again, the conventional wisdom is to be playing a control list. So the Japanese, uh, Shouto Yasaoka, Yasaoka got to build the um, Esper deck to beat all other blue decks. And it did that very well throughout the entirety of the Swiss rounds and semifinals. However, Willie Edel was on a Naya Sunforger list. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know what Sunforger was, because it's pretty obscure, it's a three-mana uh, equipment that attaches for some number of mana and detaches for a red and a white to search uh, your library for an instant or sorcery card and play that card without paying its mana cost. Uh, it, the equipped creature also gets plus four, plus zero. It's very, very powerful. Um, uh, but in his game one, um, Edel resolves a turn two guild mage, uh, then plays a bounce land and a Karoo land because Karoo's heavily dominated this format. We had ten different shock lands and ten different Karoo lands, so mana was pretty perfect if a little bit slow. So taking advantage of that in the slow control lists, the uh, Watch Wolf deck is just extremely good. So on turn three, he has two birds and a Selesnio guild, guild mage in play to uh, Yasuoka's blank board. Uh, Yasuoka tries for the Grand Arbiter, just Augustine the Fourth. Grand Arbiter Augustine. Yeah, so he he goes for this guy to try and stem the bleeding. However, end of his turn, it dies to a Lightning Helix, so it does absolutely nothing. Turn four, Willie Adel resolves resolves a Rumbling Slum, and that is that. <laughs> he resolved a what? A Rumbling Slum. It's so one green, green, red, five, five trample. Whenever yeah, it's, I know what it is. Yeah. just <laughs> fat. I mean, the only other thing you could have said was Nephilim, and I mean, I and I would have said what? Yeah. Yeah, rumbling slum. His list was, it was a zoo list. It was, it, it's lo- what Willie likes to play. It's just beats, you know, beats in a, in a mid-game strategy. Right. Um, so over there in, uh, match, uh, three, which was actually a, um, I'm trying to use the clan names. I'm trying real hard. Uh, man, blue, black. Demir. Blue, black, oh. green. Teamer? Not Teamer, the other one. Blood Green Sultai? Thank you, Sultai. So, Sultai mirror match between, uh, Tomoharo, Tomo, Tomi, Tomohiro, Tomohiro, sorry, Kaji, and, uh, Celso. Not the one that you guys think it is. <laughs> uh, so, uh, game, game one unfolds with mana development, Sylvan Karyatids, no? Carbon Karyatids for each player. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, then Kaji makes a really, really impressive play. Um, he Mimeo fractures a, his opponent's Karyatid, which draws him a card, which is good. But in addition to that, he extremely deftly and quickly piles his opponent's deck into fours. And having complete knowledge of having memorized his deck list ahead of time. Now, normally in matches these days, they would just give you the deck list and you can have it in your hand. But if not, you know, Kaji and you can't just memorize his list in 20 minutes, then, you know. But in 52 total seconds, he breaks down uh, the entire deck list, finds out the contents of his opponent's hand, knowing that the most important cards that he can possibly have are Remand, and Void Slime, checking to see that the coast is clears, slams down a Simic Sky Swallower the next turn, which is the biggest, scariest creature in the entire block at this point in time. 6-6 Flying Trample, Hexproof, uh, ends games in a way that nothing else could happen, um, and finally had the Void Slime for his opponent's uh, return Simic Sky Swallower. 
Game two, Kaji opens with three uh, land destruction spells in the form of Roiling Spoil, which is just a four-mana stone rain, which minus one, minus one's uh, the board if you play black for it. But he, he gets to destroy two bounce lands and a dual land. It's just extremely cripples his opponent, who had uh, gone for a transformational sideboard strategy, which is based around Vine Lasher Kazu, which is a one-one for two that gets plus one, plus one counters if you play lands, and Caster Frogling, which is a plus one plus one graft creature that allows you to hexproof it for two mana, hexproof any creature with plus one plus one counter. Um, so he, he tries to go for this plan, and his, his guys get to be pretty large size, where everything on board is about a 4-4, four, four. Uh, but Kaji just goes for a Simic Sky Swallower. Um, unfortunately, his opponent has a Vord Slime and a Remand in his hand, so you think like all is really, really lost. Uh, but his opponent, Celso, goes for the Void Slime, which in response to that, Kaji has the Determined side of Bound Determined, which is crazy. Um, which I, actually, this is, I'm sorry, this is actually happening on a, a Skeletal Vampire play. I skipped ahead a little bit. So the Skinny Sky Swallower resolves without any kind of problem whatsoever. Uh, but then the Skeletal Vampire runs into this Void Slime that I mentioned. Kaji has determined the green-blue side of a split card, which is counter target spell cannot be countered uh, this turn, and then you draw a card, which he had enough mana to pay for again after the remand as well, allowing Skeletal Vampire to resolve, which, uh, when facing down an empty board, is a pretty scary thought. In this case, the board wasn't empty, and he had you know all these dudes that are big, but they're held back by the Sky Swallower and the tokens. The card he drew off of the determined was a second Skeletal Vampire, which then resolves the next turn. He attacks once for 10 damage, once for 11 damage, and the game is over. Japan is up for a match. In uh, seat B, with the Willie Edel Shouta Yasuoka match, uh, we had a, a really peculiar game to unfold, where um, Shouta goes for a turn two Corsisar to fix mana and get uh, some kind of defense on board, which allows Edel to drop the Sunforger that I mentioned earlier. Um, the game takes a while. Uh, there are multiple plays where birds are equipped with Sunforgers and then unequipped to play burn spells or to play Bathe in Lights to try and protect his birds uh, from removal spells, where all of these small fights and encounters are fought over the creatures themselves, where Yasuoka is, you know, say, mortifying a bird or casting Faith's Fetters on a bird, when uh, specifically the Faith's Fetters play on the bird is, is probably the, the bad play when he should have put it on the Sunforger, because the Sunforger eventually played you know, four or five spells throughout the throughout the game. Uh, Shouta gets to his late-game plan of, of Angel of Despair. Uh, That's a good card. It's a great card, right? Uh, he plays it three times in the game. Oh, my. He plays one to destroy a um, uh, Loxodon Hierarch. Okay. And then... He attacks, or so he plays a second one to destroy a, a Karoo land, which is kind of questionable. And he, he then um, runs, he attacks with the Angel of Despair into a Bird of Paradise, which obviously blocks, but then he casts the Trial side of Trial Error to, he targets the bird to return, uh, with, with combat damage on the stack, because that used to be a thing. Oh, so, yeah. So he kills the bird with combat damage and then targets the bird to return his own Angel of Despair to replay that and blow up another crew land. So, you know, he's also on the land destruction plan, but, uh, you know, and it actually looks like he's working because he has, he has Willie Edel at five life and he has two Angels of Despair in play, or he has an Angel of Despair in play at this point in time. 
he attacks even, so it's, I mean, it's like totally doomed. However, Adel is able to send Forger up a lightning helix to stay alive. <laughs> And then he sunforgers a char to kill him the next turn, which is just crazy. But uh, multiple times, like Angel of Despair a couple times and Face Fetters uh, allowed Willie Idol to take a game that I felt he should have lost. Right, if he just targets the sunforger instead. For sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and so now uh, we are at the climactic game final set match of Pro Tour Charleston, and we have Tomoharo Saito versus Paul Vitor Rosa in a really, really exciting match. Um, game unfolds really well for PV. He starts with a turn one Plague Rusalka, which allows him to have the fastest theoretical clock that he can have. Unfortunately, he blanks on turn two, only playing a tap land. And turn two, Saito casts the fall side of Rise Fall, which allows him to uh, make PV discard two cards, which grabs a Mortify and a Condemn, which are fine cards. Uh, turn three, uh, Paulo Vitor goes for a Tesa, which gets Lightning Helix, end of turn. Turn four, he blanks, which allows Saito to end of turn char. Life totals are now 17 to 16 in favor of Saito, or 17, 15 in favor of PV. Next turn, we go to turn five. PV, again, has no plays, only passing, attacking with Rusalka. Saito draws and plays a lightning helix. Life totals are now 17 to 13 in Saito's favor. And it only starts getting better for him from there. At this point in time, he rapidly accelerates the pace of play as he was very well known to do. He slaps himself in the face, you know, really hard actually, and gets up and frenetically plays at a rate which most of his opponents are forced into into mimicking. Um, turn six slams the giant solifuge, attacks, gets in four damage. So we have seventeen to nine, and we have uh turn seven PV trying to preserve his life total, plays an, an Orzov Pontiff to minus one, minus one, kill the Solifuge. Okay, that's good. Coast is clear. Saito's down to three cards in hand. We think that we have a chance here. In a match that, um, you know, Vitor was heavily favored, according to the Japanese, it was impossible for Saito to win. Saito responds by casting a second giant, giant Solifuge of his hand. Goes to attack, gets to the attack phase, but unfortunately... Uh, Vitor has the ability to activate the Rusalka twice, sacrificing first the Orzov Pontiff and then secondly the Rusalka to trigger Haunt, minus one, minus one, and kill the Solifuge. Uh, Saito is devastated by this. He thinks he's lost the game. Turn eight, Vitor just playing absolute scraping for, for life. He plays Faith's Fetters on a signet of Saito's just to gain the four life. Ooh. Yeah, but unfortunately, that's the last card he played in the match, whereas Saito plays the Lasolda uh, and the Seal. Uh, I actually lied, it wasn't the last card, because Vitor goes for a Dark Blast to kill the Lasolda, which in response is sacrificed out. Life totals are 16 to 11. It only gets worse as, end of turn, he, uh, Saito helixes, untaps, chars at the end of the next turn, and then finally plays a five-point demon fire for the victory, and uh, his first and only Pro Tour victory. Really, really exciting match to watch. Uh, has great spectator value, team format, and you know, really showcased who were some of the best players in the game at that point in time, and and you know a couple of people who are you know at least one Hall of Famer and some other people who are you know really eligible or really contenders for it again for sure. Yeah, and so. um, Demon Fire for you know guys who don't play. 
the back then. What that was was, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. it was a fireball that if you cast where X was five or greater, could not be countered. No, that was um, that was Bane Fire. Oh, okay. It was it was a fireball that if you were hellbent, it Couldn't. can't be countered. Okay. Or prevented. Yeah. And uh, you know, just Char doing amazing work. Uh, Saito managing, you know, really low life total in game two, which I think I probably skipped over, which, you know, was, was arguably the more impressive game, but, um, so a really high quality of play, uh, in a time when magic was still at its infancy, uh, you know, really, con- like, all things considered. Maybe not its infancy, but its adolescence, at least. In, yeah, it was beginning passion. to grow yeah. up. <laughs> but, like, you know, it, it really paved the way for the kind of stuff that we're watching today. And the, the, the level of play that we see today is because of guys like this who were just that good back, yeah. back then. And these guys are because of guys like Kai and Finkel. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, so it just, you know, one generation teaches the next generation a new theory. That theory adapts. They adapt the theory. They move it to the next generation yeah, who sure. evolves the theory even further. And more of standing on the shoulders of giants. That's it. And we are just enjoying and reaping the benefits of this type of play now that, you know, and I'll tell you what, dude, blast from the past there. All those names I'm hearing. Skeletal yeah. vampire. Right. Sweet cards. Oh. Like, you know, I, as, as someone who played magic a long time ago, I really miss block format. You got to play with so many more of your cards when you play block, mm-hmm. like cards that are just marginal, too marginal for standard or just insane in block. Yeah. Like, block's wow. fun. I, I used to go to every block PTQ in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Block PTQs were the thing. You didn't play standard PTQs. You played block, which was, Awesome. You know, like, guys, check it out. If you got an hour to kill, man, go on YouTube, check out Pro Tour Charleston. You know, the whole, the whole top four is really exciting, but the finals are just really, really amazing stuff. Very cool stuff. Well, thank you, Will, for another history lesson. Yeah, you know, I hope you guys liked it. You know, I'd like to continue to try and do, not necessarily just re- rehash old stuff, but I'd love to continue to, to try and fulfill this historian thing. Yeah, we're going to, uh, when Will's around, we will continue to do these every, you know, I don't know, once a month or so. Uh, give him time to really look up the lessons to be learned and give me time. Yeah, to you know, I mean, it's not, not something I can do every week, certainly, but, like, I'd love to have topics like this to do. Yeah, I know this one, he kind of told me last week, he's like, I got something planned and i'm like okay and i it showed up in the show notes today for me so i couldn't chime in as much well, I, I looked yesterday i mean i you know the show notes weren't up the last time i looked so yeah. i didn't have a whole lot of time to brief everyone else yeah i was a little late on things um for reasons uh but we're gonna take a quick break and we will return with the final portion of the show do i got something for you Listen, we all got this habit, and we need somebody to give us our fix. We need our seal product for our drafts and our seal events. We need our freaking singles for our standard and modern decks. We need a place to put all those things, such as boxes and binders. Well, I know I'm going to go to Titan Game Shop and pick mine up. You can order them as well at TitanGameShop.com, T-A-I-T-A-N, GameShop.com. I go to the big box stores. This store is on the come up. Be there on the ground floor with us. Trust me, you'll enjoy the fact that you tried it out. Also, if you do buy from them, look, just let them know that the imp sent you there. We'd really appreciate that. If you live in the Pittsburgh area by chance, tournaments left and right at this place. A draft can fire damn near any day of the week, and they have their Friday Night Magic. They have PPTQs. They have IQs. They have GPTs. They got pre-releases in every other type of tournament you could possibly want to play in. So listen, whether you're here or you are away from here, check the store out. Check the website out. Compare their prices to some of the other ones. You might be pleasant. I believe you're going to be pleasantly surprised by it. And thank you if you do check it out. Remember to let them know we sent you. 
Well, we're back. Um, so, Ange, stop. you said those show notes went up late because you were busy. What's going on with that? Um, well, for those who don't know, there's been uh, issues in our area with lots of snow and lots of ice. And so, yeah, there's that. And also, I have been with what little free time I have. Last week, uh, I want to say Friday, maybe Thursday. I don't know, sometime last week. It was like 2.30 in the morning, and I up and decided I was going to go buy a video game. <laughs> what video game did you buy? Um, I went and bought Dragon Ball Z Xenoverse. Awesome. How was that? Honestly, like, the actual gameplay, and I have to separate the actual gameplay from, you know, some other things. It's the best Dragon Ball Z game ever created. Better than Budokai? It's everything you've ever wanted in a Dragon Ball Z game. Everything. Oh, that's a bold statement. It's 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 RPG. It's kind of RPG style where you create your own character. Um, you go through literally the entire time of Dragon Ball Z, plus a couple news stories. I haven't gotten to them yet, so me. Um, <laughs> and you know, you get to play through the Cell Saga. You get to that's play cool. through the Saiyan Saga. Is you, it what's the combat? Is it two D fighter? Oh uh, no, three D. Okay. Um, wide, expansive uh, lands. Like when you're on Namek, like you know, it's like you know, freezes ships over there. There's water and rocks. Oh, so it's really an RPG. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you can cross over that land because you know, just power up a little bit and do your super fly, and before you know it, you went from your ship to the town in Namek, on Namek, and then over to Frieza's ship. Like That's it's. Awesome. Dude, I love Namek. Yeah, so like you get to do all these fighting and different things, and there's side missions that kind of go along with it where they distort the history a little bit, but make things interesting. And like today, I just collected the seventh Dragon Ball, and I got to summon Shenron. And dude, you get like 12 things you can wish for, but you can't wish for panties, just for anybody who's asking. What's what's the option that says, make me look fabulous? I saw that on there. Okay. Things like the bottom one. Um, That is, yeah, the last choice you can get. What that does, I had to look them all up because I wasn't going to waste my fucking seven Dragon Balls because it took me like a day to collect them. But uh, what that does is it lets you go back in and redo what your character looks like. Okay. Um, It sucks that you have to waste seven Dragon Balls just to do that, though. It does. But some of the people to update it after each saga. Yeah, I suppose. Like, for, that's for, like, that's show the growth of your character. Idea. Maybe not every saga, but every yeah, every saga's about right. Yeah, like the end of each saga, show the growth of your character throughout that saga. Um, like however, like, okay, I don't want to ruin storyline. Um, do you have it, Mike? No, I've been okay. debating on getting it because I'm like, I want to get it because my friends have it. But do I see myself playing this game in one or two months? Yes. If I don't, I'm not going to buy it. You will. Okay, I, I think that, so. that was what um, I was worried about. I, there's enough in there that I think you would be. Um, I've been playing it pretty consistently with any free time I have and uh yeah like I haven't I mean literally like over this week I've probably put in 20 plus hours and number of hours I haven't really I haven't made it to the halfway point it's awesome so and there's still a lot that I need to do yeah and the way video games like that work you make it to the 95% point and then you can do anything you want to for many moons right so like I mean but the way the storyline is set up without giving out spoilers you changing appearance wouldn't make sense because you don't necessarily grow with the sagas Okay. okay. Like, I mean, the storyline evolves around Trunks. That's the only hint I'll get. It's awesome. Trunks um, is the man. 
So, I mean, like, the actual gameplay is just wonderful. I mean, you can, like, after you beat a saga, some trainers will get unlocked, and, like, you can have Cell teach you his moves. And you have to, you know, do all these missions for Cell to learn Cell's moves, and so on and so forth. Like, if you like Dragon Ball Z, the show, this is the best game they've ever put out, hands down. I'm not joking. The online play has been, so far, pretty good. Um, Now, this is also where we get into the issues, they mm-hmm. underestimated the, how many people was going to buy this game, <laughs> and their servers just can't handle it. Yeah, people and, love DBZ, and it, like they're working on the servers now. Like they're putting out apologies to everybody on Twitter, on Facebook, everywhere they can, and they're going to get them fixed in the next you know few weeks. But they just have to power everything up. Um, so, I mean, I mean that's a good problem to have on there. So the servers are having to go Super Saiyan on, is what you're saying. Yeah, the servers are glitchy, and we'll just use all the money that everyone spent on the game to buy a whole bunch of fucking new servers, which they're going to do. Uh, It's just a matter of giving them time to set them up and hook them all into the system. Um, Just use the souls of little children. But this is also Krillin's dead bodies. There's enough of (laughs) those. However. That's the server creates more of a problem because when you start the game, there's not an option to play offline. Uh, so like it'll try to load itself for a while, and if the servers just don't capture it, it can sit there on the load screen for a while, and then before you know it, it'll pop up and be like the servers are unavailable. Would you like to play offline? If it says that, you hit yes and you just play. Yeah. You can play for days without a problem, but. If it, as long as it continually tries to connect, you'll play like one mission when you do connect, and then you'll get bounced. And it's brutal. Yeah, I mean, like they they really got to get that part of it fixed. Yeah, I mean, in a couple of weeks that won't be an issue though. That's kind of what I think. Even if they just and it sounds strange, but if they were to do a patch just to alleviate some of the stress on the servers, and in that patch they put at the beginning screen play offline. Yeah. That would relieve so much stress because, like me right now, I'm mostly going through the story mode. I don't need to play online. You know what I mean? So it's like, um, I wouldn't be on that server. So that's one less person there. And I'm sure for me, there's, you know, thousands more just like it. So. Yeah. Plus, as the game gets older and people get bored of it, there will be less people, less server traffic. So in a couple of weeks, the problem will fix itself. Probably. Uh, but yeah, I would recommend that to absolutely anybody. Cool. Uh, Sweet. Did I mention I saw The Kingsman a couple no. weeks ago? Yeah, I think you did. Okay. Um, but, yeah, that's basically been my life. Um, that was your Valentine's Day thing, right? Yeah. So, like, we – I mean, like, I did that, and I got the Dragon Ball Z, and I've been playing a, a fair amount of that, probably more than I should. But, you know what? There's only a couple okay. weeks before I got to go your back. It's off-season, yeah. And Seriously, it's, getting, it's coming up real soon. Real soon. My guaranteed return date is March 15th. Yeah. So, like, I mean, <laughs> I'm going back to work in two weeks. I might as well have as much fun over these next two weeks as possible my basketball team a little update uh one of my teams moved on to the semifinals and the other team lost in the quarters so sorry yeah i mean glad to hear that it's kind of weird like the team that lost they beat this team twice during the regular season and one of the games actually shut the team out Mm. and in this game for some reason my players just could not score and the team got just a few points and it was enough it was it's kind of bad. Like, my guys inside, they had a real big hit on the inside. So, like, dishing the ball inside and going for layups was not really available. So we had to shoot outside, and the balls just weren't dropping. Yeah. It happens sometimes. Um, so we lost that one. My little team with the little kids, though, they, they won resoundingly. They got a tough game next week in the semis. And hopefully I'm talking about going to a title game that I wouldn't be able to attend. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Cleveland. It's paid for, you know. Um 
the one week we had a game canceled and that screwed everything up, uh, pushed everything back one week and it just fucked me up. So, but Will, what have you been up to, sir? This is, I'm dying to know this. I, you know, I had a busy week. Where do you want me to begin? Um, uh, so Tuesday. I went, I that, that date went, you have. I went to. Yeah, I want to was, hear you about having the Jeep parked balls deep. It was a, it was a second date. <laughs> Our first date, we went hiking in 10 degree weather for a couple hours. Sweet. Which is cool. Um, yeah, so, so she's a lovely lady. She's, you know, very lawful good and like nice, respectful, has a real job. These are all good things. Yeah, no, these are, no, these are great things. She, so we went for Mexican food and place was actually really good. It's in Leedsdale for any Western Pennsylvania locals, which I didn't know anything was there, but they, they like, it's legit, man. They make the guacamole at your table and stuff. Yeah, so did that, and she made all these wonderful smiling faces at me, and I, like, walked her to her car, and she, like, waited for, like, I don't know, probably 15 seconds for me to kiss her. And I, like, I didn't. I was totally checking that out. Aww. Oh, sad, it's, sad, man. It's well, okay. That's part of your charm. I got, I gave her, you know, I gave her this really awkward one-armed hug, which is great. Second date, you gotta give her a kiss, man. Well, you know what, man? I'm, I'm old-fashioned. I'm slow. Okay? <laughs> I, I really like to take my time. Uh, so, but, you know, we had, like, a third date, like, two days later on Thursday, and it was, it was real fun. We went to a movie theater to see Jaws. Like the first one. <laughs> which, which it's, it's really funny too, cause I just saw Jaws in a movie theater in 2012 in Maine. So like, this is just a thing for me now. I go, so it's, it's this little place. It's, uh, it's in Lawrenceville, which is downtown Pittsburgh. And, uh, they serve craft beer in the movie theater. And, uh, so we drank beer and watched Jaws, which was great. And I held her hand. What? And I, uh, yeah, I walked her home the block and I kissed her goodnight that night, which was great because she just like kissed me back real good and solid. So she's like super into it. And I like that. You know, it's like this cheesy little old school high school romance thing. <laughs> you know, I gotta like leave notes in her locker and stuff. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, no, I mean, it's good. She's like, she's super hardcore. She's like training for a half marathon and does this 35 mile hike every year, which I've never hiked a 35 mile day. Fuck that, dude. Especially like having like to go do that in my normal life. You gotta be kidding me. Like I'd have to train for that and shit. Huh, I've done 35 mile hikes with a rucksack. I mean, I've done, I've done. I've done <laughs> of course, I had a sergeant yelling at me the whole time to keep moving. <laughs> I had 29. That's my biggest one. Yeah, I don't, I don't, fuck that, man. I don't like working for 12 hours. So, you know, I mean, that seems, that seems to be going pretty well. I, uh, I definitely have a crush on the girl, so, which is great. But, uh, then like, just the rest of my life has been pretty busy as well. I also got a new video game this week, Heroes of the Storm. Went to a beta that I can access, which is, uh, pretty great because, I like the game. I think it's pretty fun. You know, it's another MOBA or whatever, and um, pretty good. Sweet. So, um, but like, man, I played racquetball today. Which Ooh, how's is, your shoulder? It's good. It's good. I mean, it's my non-swinging shoulder, but like, dude. Dude, I check the wall, like, a lot. I, yeah, I know. That's what I was asking. I know, <laughs> you, like, you don't lose when you're playing. Sometimes you got to yeah. run in the walls. <laughs> yeah, well, I... 
I'm fat and I'm out of shape. I haven't played racquetball in a year. Um, and, uh, you know, Groff, my, my racquetball opponent, who his back is troubling. So now we play like old men a little bit. Oh, we're getting there. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but like two hours of just sweating, just running, 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 running. And like my legs started giving out. Like, <laughs> so in racquetball, you, you know, you make a lot of, sudden changes in direction so you gotta like put the brakes on you know like you're like running forward as fast as you can to get to the ball and then he hits it in the backwards so you gotta turn around and run it back as far as you can it's like you know no matter how hard you hit the ball it stays in play it's not like tennis where you can just hit it out <laughs> you know so like i just stopped applying the brakes i would just like run to hit the ball and then just like fall down and then get back up and then like run and i do that i like i fell down like three times on the one point and i also figured out that rather than stopping off the walls i can just jump into them and the rebound force actually gets me running the other way and like i weigh 230 pounds right now probably so like i was hitting the wall real hard it's hockey glass and stuff but it's hockey glass and there's like little kids and old people on the other side of it. <laughs> dude i mean it is like boom and they're like, like jumping and stuff and i'm just like running chasing the ball it's definitely not a game for people with weak ankles Oh no, dude! You, I mean, yeah, it's it's hot. It's real hot. But like, hopefully, it's like next week. You know, spring's coming, so it's time for me to uh, to get un unfat. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got a plan for me now that I can't lift the way I'm I'm used to doing for weight loss, but I gotta wait until the weather breaks to hit it. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm gonna trail run this year. I think I'm gonna like I. I don't like running on the road. I think it's boring. I think running on treadmill is terrible. But if I get to like run up and down hills on dirt, I could potentially do that. Huh. So, Mike, what the hell have you been up to? I've uh, been playing some MTGO lately. Uh, just recently built my standard deck on there. What'd you build? Uh, Team Aggro. It's just card for card, the one I play in paper. Really? Mm-hmm. New Highland game in the main deck. Is it good? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I did a standard daily today and just got mana screwed heavily. So, like, I would get stuck on two, three lands while my opponents are landing two siege rhinos. So it was, like, not very fun. But uh, every time I play the paper, I just have a blast playing it. Uh, I think I think a lot of times in in Moto, you need to just be a tad bit heavier on your man of the shuffler. Yeah, people. I'm probably going to be adding uh, at least one more land to the main deck. Yeah, true random is a lot different than what you play with when you play with paper. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you you can't you can't touch the heart of the card. Yeah, you can't. You can't nope. smack the top of the deck and go. I right. know what's there. You can't play teamer on a Brian Kibler playmat on MTGO. <laughs> You have a Brian Kibler playmat? I don't know yes, why you do. want to do that it's, anyway. You're so awesome. <laughs> His hair is um, so perfect. Uh, white people. <laughs> He's a white person. Man, speaking of white, have you ever pale. seen his, have you ever seen Brian Kibler's teeth? They're so white. Oh. Man, that smile. Yeah. We're gonna have a segment on Brian Kibler now. <laughs> no! <laughs> like, can we take um, a break for me to change my panties? <laughs> You're done with your what's up, so go ahead. Oh, <laughs> uh, what else has been going on, Mike? Uh, between work, I played some magic this past weekend. Uh, did a Grand Prix trial for Atlantic City. Uh, don't actually plan on going. It was just sealed, so it was in sealed practice for Cleveland. Yeah, always good. I did end up getting the buys for Atlantic City. So what are you playing? It's, it's <laughs> sealed at Atlantic City too. When? Uh, it's in May, mid-May, oh, yeah. but the only issue is I plan on going to Cleveland in two weeks. I plan on going to Pittsburgh for a weekend with my friends in April, about a month after Cleveland, and then a month after that is Atlantic City. You should go to Atlantic City, or buys. 
That that is true. I probably plan on trying to make it. Um, yeah. What's the format? Seal, sealed. Sealed. Is it is it is it the May fifteenth weekend? Because that's my birthday. I, believe, we should, I we think should, it might be. We should get out there and get loose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be thirty, man. I should do it at a Grand Prix. That's true. Um, you won't be on the trail then. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. It depends on how things with Megan go. In honesty. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Pretty much just this coming week, just my birthday coming up on Thursday. Happy uh, birthday to my... On Thursday? Oh yeah, on Thursday. Like two days from I'm, now? Yeah, I'm going to be slinging some modern. So if most people are actually downloading this, it'll be your birthday probably. Awesome. Yes. Happy yes, it will. fucking goddamn God birthday. Goddamn happy birthday. I know, I turned Shit. 22. Like that 22, horrible Taylor Swift 22. song. 22. Who's deuce? 22. Man, I remember 22. I was 10 years ago, plus. <laughs> uh, what was I doing? No, I don't. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> 22 was, a, was not a good one. Yeah, 20 right uh, 22 was funner than 21 for me. Yeah, my 21, it wasn't oh, horrible. My 21 was pretty fun. <laughs> my 21 was probably the worst. Oh, uh, yeah. 21 is probably the worst. No, I mean, like, I had no fun. I was in a military hospital. <laughs> Uh, I got skin, no nothing. Just I got my heart broken when I was 21. That was my 21 year. I just spent like a year binge. That was me at 19 and 20. So Literally. that's fine. Yeah. Actually, that was me at 20. Three months before I turned 21, so I couldn't even buy alcohol to drown in sorrow. If you can't buy alcohol at 20 years old, that's your own problem. <laughs> I know. Yeah, whatever. I had never I had mean, problems getting alcohol store at 20 I go, years old. <laughs> store I tend to go to now doesn't really even card if I don't buy an excessive amount. Like if you buy one to two bottles of the K, it's as yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I wish I would have known that back, you know, when I was 20, but. Now you're um, 22, man. I know, not yet. No, you are. All you right. are as of the time people were here, because you're 20. <laughs> yes, that, that is true. That's fair. I mean, truncating age is bullshit anyway. Once, once you're six months in, you're you're the next one up. <laughs> <laughs> until you hit forty, and then you're the you're always lower. Until you hit 40. <laughs> I'm thirty. Thirty-eight. Wasn't your birthday last month? No, I'm still thirty-nine. Yeah. No, no, we skipped it this year. Forty next year. <laughs> I'm forty minus one. <laughs> yeah, bench <laughs> <just> thought, <laughs> I'm forty with a minus one minus one counter on me. I'm not forty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm counting down. No so, counting dude, down. you count up till forty, and then you just put infect counters on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, once you get to forty infect counters, you might be dead. Directing <laughs> on life there. Oh shit! You got it. Uh, <laughs> that sounds great, Mike. You got your shout outs, brother. Uh, shout out to you guys for uh, letting me co still come back on this show. Yeah, um, so you probably you got room for improvement. Yeah, you don't need to keep doing that though. I mean, it's not like yeah. like we're kicking you off or anything. Um, confirmed <laughs> another week at least. You know, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert: Mike comes back next week. <laughs> Damn it, Will. <laughs> at least you said spoiler alert. Um, shout out to anyone who we will end up seeing at GP Cleveland. Oh, you man. see either me or Angela there. I forgot don't to be, mention Don't that. be afraid to run up to us. Anti-shout out to my place of work for not giving me time off to go to GP Cleveland. Ooh. Yeah, that sucks because me and Mike are literally in the same hotel like down the hall from each other. Dude, yeah. it's it's St. Patrick's Day weekend and I own a booze cube at a Grand Prix. I, I'm Everyone send your hate mail to Will's place of employment to get him off of work for a weekend. Yeah. Just Yelp bomb the shit out of him. <laughs> Actually, just one star, one star. You don't give this man off enough. <laughs> it's so awesome, dude, because I plan on quitting so soon. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> just Yelp bomb the hell out of them. I doubt they're on Yelp. Dude, everybody's on Yelp. Well, then I'm going to get them. <laughs> <laughs> this is the new Facebook game for the, for the podcast. No more tagging Ryan. Well, keep tagging Ryan. Yeah, but game also. two. Game two. Here we go. <laughs> Yelp bomb my place of work. And see if you can tag Ryan in that Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Brummel was not at. <laughs> <laughs> that makes your store horrible. <laughs> oh shit! Any more shout outs, bro? No, I'm good. Will, you're up. Um, I'd uh, God damn it, I'm so bad at this. I would like to give shout out everyone who posted a post in the podcast this week that I read. I that a lot. Yeah, spoilers. There's a lot of I don't names. Good. Oh, I love you. I <laughs> hey, do. shout out to your girl, Will. I don't leave her hanging. You know, I don't think we're at the my girl stage yet, but I'm pretty sure that she thinks I'm awesome. She even actively told me that I was okay to don't go on dates with, which is good because the previous statement was that all of her dates had been. Uh, what's that one? Where miserable? It's really, not miserable, but it, it's also a an M one, I think. Yeah, it's uh, like that one. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Right. Slightly below average. Ho hum. Yeah. There's a word. I just can't think of it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I got a girl yet, though, but man, I, uh, I would like to. Steps towards it. Steps man. towards it. I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna try and stick my hand up her shirt sometime in the next six weeks. <laughs> 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 oh shit <laughs> okay uh let's see my shout outs are going to go to uh kind of jumping on mike's um the cleveland thing like we're gonna be there yeah. you should come see me you'll get shout outs um i'm gonna give a shout out to travis mcfarlane because that guy's awesome he said not to give him one till he earned it, you know, by paying, cause he pays like five a month towards the, uh, GoFundMe thing. Yeah. And, you know, he hasn't quite gotten to shout out level, but the way I look at it is for all the shit he puts on the Facebook group and how active he is there, Seriously, you, you, you want a shout out, you get one. <laughs> um, so yeah. Give a shout out to Matt Hoover cause everyone hates him. Dude, he's racist. <laughs> I know he is. And like, and don't get me wrong, I actively hate him too. <laughs> But I just feel bad. He's a good guy, but he's, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, I think that's a long-running joke with them guys. I know. He's racist, yeah. I, I, so just, I, don't, I, for, I just wanted to jump on a little bit. Yeah, for the people who, you know, listen to this and don't listen to that and don't know who he is, like, oh, fucking racist guy. No, he's not actually racist. He just says some borderline things sometimes, and he doesn't Poorly realize worded, that worded uh, statements. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm one to have to be known to do that myself, so... Uh, I have the magic of the edit button. (laughs) Um, That doesn't work in real life. No, it does not. Um, So, yeah, like, you know, shout-outs, shout-outs, shout-outs to everybody and anybody. Shout-out to Clues. The new episode of The Imps Prison with Clues went up. Um, so for everybody who said you need to do one, you need to go listen to that fucking thing. You guys, you guys, science. We're probably gonna be on that later. We talked much science. I mean, could we get could we get some teasers? Um, we talked. We went. We did a basic review of all the big things that happened in the last year in major science, such as the Europeans managed to land a uh, a clothes washer onto a comet. (laughs) 
It's not a washer on a comet. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a that's washer. a good size. Uh, <laughs> okay. Size reference, like something the size of a washer, they managed to land on a comet. So we went, you know, we talked about that fairly deeply. We talked about plenty of good things that happened over the past year, and then we actually, I posted a link on the Facebook group where I said, hey, I'm going to have this thing, throw me some rapid-fire questions for clues. And we did a rapid-fire at the end of just a bunch of random questions. And here's the big one. He said naughty words. (gasps) (laughs) Clues swore. (laughs) So for no other reason to listen to it, you need to go listen to that. Clues swore on... Like the internet, yes. forever. It's recorded. <laughs> yes, it's out. Sound bite. So that's all my shout outs. Now it's time for me to beg for money. Um, <laughs> guys, uh, we have this thing going. Um, this past month was not as good as the month before, obviously. I mean, that happens as time goes on, but I'm really hoping to pick it up here because we're still way off of hitting our goal. <laughs> and um, please, again, I, I don't know how much I can stress this. Literally $5 from you and everybody else who listens to this gets us there. The link is in the show notes. Please, if you can spare $5, please hook us up. You don't need that sandwich. Give it to us. You know, buy one less pack of cards at Walmart. Well, no, don't tell them to buy less cards. One buy pa- one less pack of cigarettes. One, pack one less for F&M. next week. Yeah, one less F- uh, F&M. One less, trust me, five bucks, you can find it. Um, I'm not to play magic. I'm not telling them not to play magic, but you know all those people that buy those random. I'm I'm at Walmart. I'm gonna buy one pack. Well, yeah, just that random. Who just buys one pack? That's good though. That builds your collection. Just don't just buy don't buy the thing you were gonna buy at Walmart. Just go to buy cards and give us money. Okay, fair enough. Don't buy the TV. Send the nine hundred bucks our way. (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) that'd be good. Uh, Hey, then they can just watch us if we get there. Watch us stream. It's gonna be better than what they were gonna watch on that TV anyway. True. You fucking know it. so yeah, there's that. Um, <laughs> Our podcast better than TV. <laughs> so contact info. If you want to get a hold of me, you can get a hold of me at Gonksuo on Twitter or on MTGO. That's spelled G A N K S U O U. Oh yes. <laughs> you can also get a hold of me at pitimpodcast at gmail dot com for anything a little more long form, as well as you can find me every couple to a few weeks on the Imps Prison, where I talk about random things with random guests. Is there anything else? No, I don't think there is. Will, where can people get a hold of you? Man, I'm a Facebook uh, user. I, I actually log on to Facebook at least four times a day. And I go to the Pit Ms Podcast Facebook group when I get on Facebook. God damn it. It's awesome. You should check it out, man. Uh, really sweet. We have fun. Sweet. Mike, how would people find you if they so choose to want to? If they choose to want to contact can I, me, can I, I am also on that oh. uh, Pittance Facebook page. I'm sorry. I just oh. can I also tell everyone I'm on will. the hero. I'm on the Heroes of the Storm beta now. I'm going to be on there for a while. I'm Bad Dinner 1522. Okay, fair enough. My bad. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Mike, right. continue. Yes, like I said, I am available on the Pittance Facebook page, uh, especially since it's spoiler season. I'm going to be posting a lot of spoilers spoiler that I find interesting, or at least ones that warrant. Uh, a mild discussion. Um, you can find me on MTGO at MTG at Mike. Uh, since I finished the standard deck, I'm probably going to be uh, doing a lot more standard dailies now. Uh, normally it was just draft, but yeah, just drafts. Uh, like that's a bad thing. Standard dailies yeah. are fun though, and, and knowing your play style, I feel like that's going to be a good way for you to stack ticks. Yeah, and um, you can also find me on Twitter at Huntmaster underscore Mike. Uh, 
I still need to step up my tweeting game. Uh, I don't tweet much, but... Uh, tweet everything. Tweet everything. If and you retweet everything. Once you get more followers, you'll tweet more. That is true. Yeah. Well, you gotta get you gotta get them you gotta get them hooked, man. So, tweet it. Yeah. Tweet it up. Follow this dude. Follow that motherfucker. Yes. Okay. Like, when, you, when you get into Twitter, I have one. He has one. He doesn't use it. Yeah. Aww. He doesn't use it. You should follow me. I posted <laughs> like three. Sweet. Yeah. Might be three I that think, we need in our life. I think so. Like Angelo was definitely my first Facebook friend, but I'm pretty sure Ryan Bromwell was like my second or third Facebook or uh, Twitter friend. Yeah, I could be your third if you would let me know. I think I. Ha- I mean, I'm not. I, I just don't use it. I don't have a phone. I don't. I'm not part of the Twitter game. I don't have a phone. Okay. Well, yeah. If you're on but, Facebook, you can be on Twitter too. Yeah, but why the fuck would I be on Twitter on a computer with a keyboard? So, so I could follow you. You could just come to my house and follow me. Mike, just buy <laughs> I'm pretty sure the cops would think I'm stalking you if I did that, Will. No, well... Mike, just buy him a smartphone. All right, that's fine. <laughs> buy him a phone without buttons. I'll start... I'll do a Twitter I like, I like the buttons. There'll just, be a, there'll just be a Twitter about balls and zacks. That'll be worth it. <laughs> that's it, dude. That's all you need. <laughs> You're right. I'm just going to start posting sack-related comments every 20 minutes. Sweet. So next week, we're going to go over GP Miami. We're going to go over GP Liverpool. One of those is standard. One of those is cons limited. You figure it out. <laughs> Hint, I set them in an order. <laughs> we're going to have spoilers. We're going to have Frank, maybe, and possibly a guest. But until next week, fuck it all. What Will said, I don't know. <laughs> have a good one, guys. Go fuck yourself.